A very good evening and welcome to Women's National Basketball League action between the AIS and Canberra Capitals. John Keogh courtside at the AIS training hall for round four of the defence job at WNBL on Sport Radio. Alongside me for tonight's call, it's a very warm welcome to Simon Peters. Simon, the students are going to have to be at their very best to match it with their big sister rivals tonight. Definitely, yep. The Caps, as we've seen over the past few weeks, they're sitting at the top of the ladder, 4-0. Uh, we're pushed against Pauline, but uh, I don't think they had a particularly good first half against Pauline, so uh, they've had a couple of easy games leading up to that, so a good opportunity for them to stretch their legs and, and, and show a bit of dominance last week. Yeah, the students, we've said it all, all season so far, they've vastly improved on last season. Essentially the same group. I don't think we've got any new players coming in into this new group that weren't here last season. But, um, yeah, just vastly improved, matured. You can see it in the... There was a lot of immaturity in the team last year. And, uh, you know, trying to make it nice, I guess. <laughs> and um, they're, they're just... It's like a completely new team, and it's really, really good to watch. Sure. These two teams met back only a fortnight ago in round two. It was the Capitals prevailing that night, 81-67. to 67. But they led by 13 points a quarter time. The final margin only 14 points. The AIS must get off to a better start tonight. Yeah, definitely. They don't want to let the Caps get out to any sort of league if they're serious about about making a, a move and, and you know being an option. They need to um, really tighten up, I think, in their guard spots. They've got to look to um, to try to contain Kel Abrams, Natty Hurst, Tully Bevilacqua and Jess Bibby. Part of the catalyst for that early lead in round two was the full court press that the Capitals put on the Young Institute team. The, Definitely. the Young Institute inexperienced team to flounder on that pressure. Now they've got four players in the top ten for turnovers in the league, the AIS. Yeah. Something they're going to have to watch tonight. Yeah, and it's... I can guarantee you it's a, it's a move that Carrie Graff will pull out and probably pull out early and look to get that early advantage again. Uh, the Capitals have an exceptional backcourt, not only in, in their, their ball distribution and their scoring, but in their defence. They're just so strong defensively. They can just harass the hell out of uh, any guards bringing the ball up the floor. And it is an area that historically, you know, the AIS are, are kids. They're not, they don't have that experience. They don't have that mental toughness. Of, of sort of being harassed and, and not getting upset about it and just pushing the ball up the floor and, and working through it. So that it's really, it's probably the biggest Achilles heel that the Chutes the got tonight. They really need their guards to take, take the ball carrying job on their shoulders and really work hard at getting the ball up the floor and then settling into their offense. Both of the teams being announced onto the AIS training hall as we speak. They played in a doubleheader last weekend. The Institute went down to Perth 76-58 and to Bulleen 83-64. On the other hand, the Capitals, as you mentioned, Simon, two wins from two matches last weekend. They accounted for Perth very convincingly, 90-60. to And then Tracy Buzzabidi got them over the line, 64-62 to against the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers last Saturday night in a thrilling match. Here's Craig Revelle with the coach of the AIS, Dean Kinsman. Well, Dean Kinsman, important game tonight before you head off to the United States for the annual tour. Yeah, certainly. Uh, we're looking for a good performance tonight to bounce back a bit from last week and obviously take a bit of confidence into the USA tour. So uh, hopefully the girls will be up a bit. They've uh, had a lot of stress a bit this week with Year 12 exams, but... Uh, they're certainly doing the right thing, so we'll see how we go. Take it out on the opposition tonight, perhaps? Yeah, we sort of said to them, oh, you know, a bit of a release point, so you get out here and you love playing, so uh, just get up there, the ring's still at 10 feet, so just fire up and away you go. 
One change to the lineup, though. Katie Gay is coming into the program for Jamie Kennedy while she is still out with injury. Yeah, it's a really, it's a good thing. Uh, Katie was coming in, uh, or sorry, Kate was coming in in January, and we thought we'd take the opportunity to bring her in a little bit earlier, uh, give her a bit more exposure and some experience, and we'll take her on the USA tour with us. Uh, give her a kick start and uh, we're really pleased that she's in and uh, I think she'll do well. Well, one good thing is when you've already got Tracy Beatty worrying about her matchups tonight, that means you're, you've got a good head start. Oh, we hope so. <laughs> we hope that four or five of them are worried about their uh, matchups, but you know, it's certainly be a good contest and uh, you know, a good challenge for us. So we're right into it, so we'll see how we go. All the best. Thank you. Well, Coach Graff, it's always a, a difficult game when you're matching up against the students because uh, you never know whether they're on or off. Yeah, look, I mean, I think that's just their, you know, their um, lack of maturity there. It's a really young team, and, and clearly they're talented, but it's, um, and that's, you know, that's what we've got to do is just stay focused and focused on our game plan and, and achieve our goals and, and be ready for whatever they throw at us. You know, it's, like you say, it's so hard to tell whether they're going to be up or not, and, and we just got to make sure we're ready for us. You, of course, had a great opportunity last Friday night to run the bench, and naturally enough, with uh, big games up ahead and starting to uh, go on some out-of-town road trips, it's important that you can rest up the stars and get the uh, get the bench players as many minutes. Yeah, look, I think it's you know, I mean, it's their reward too. You know, it's, it's their chance to. I mean, they practice as hard as everyone else. It's their chance to get in and play. And like I say, I mean, for us, critically to keep you know to keep Tully fresh. She really hasn't recovered totally from her. You know, the 12 months that she's had with, you know, last year's championship, the WNBA, and then the Opal's wonderful gold medal. So, you know, hopefully we can get them all in and, and, and also see what else our bench has got, you know, to, to have a look at our depth. Who's going to, you know, we've got two players they had. Who's going to keep their spots and stay in the rotation? All the best for tonight. Thank you. That was Craig Gravel with Kerry Graff, the coach of the Canberra Capitals. Two minutes away from a start here, Simon Peters. Let's hope it's a competitive game tonight. A young... Famous name taking the court for the Australian Institute of Sport. One by the name of Gaze, Kate Gaze. She's a second cousin to Andrew. That's exciting. She's replacing Jamie Kennedy, who's still out for a couple of weeks with a pinched nerve in her back. Well, there's plenty of people in basketball who'd say that a uh, fifth or sixth cousin of Andrew Gaze would be uh, someone you'd want on your team. So second's pretty close. It'd be very interesting to see what she's like. She uh, hasn't quite got Drury's height, but uh, I guess that's to be expected in a... A female guard, but yeah, it'll be very exciting to see how she goes. Well, last weekend, Carrie Graff did have the luxury of resting a few of her star players, particularly in the game against Perth, which was played on the Friday night, and that allowed some of the lesser likes like Nat Hurst and also Peter Sinclair to step up. Hurst scoring 18 points against the Lynx and Sinclair 13. They'll probably see some more court time tonight against this inexperienced AIS team as well. I would think so too. Um, Jess Bibby's been carrying niggling injuries for about the last two or three weeks. Uh, actually, at this the uh, this game two weeks ago where the Capitals played here, we saw Jess roll her ankle really badly in warm-up, and she's sort of been carrying that since. So I would not expect to see her play a lot of minutes once the Capitals have, have I guess, laid down the, the gauntlet and, and shown a bit of supremacy. Uh, if I were Coach Kraft, I'd be backing her off and just letting her have a rest. So definitely, I think we'll see a lot more of Natty Hurst. She played great in both games last week. You know, in the, in the Perth game and also in the big game uh, against Bulling. But um, Kelly Abrams, we're just seeing her shaking hands there with the uh, referees. She had an awesome game last week. Three rebounds off a triple-double against Bulling. It's a, a fantastic performance. She's just having an absolutely standout year. She's got the captaincy and she's just taken that on her shoulders and, and you know, the, the hopes and aspirations of this team and this club and just gone hard with it too. So it's, it's a fantastic performance. 
starting fives onto the court. Francis Schatz, Esbury, Tolo for the AIS. Starting for the Capitals, it's Hurst, Bishops, Bibby, Abrams and Beatty. Couple away, couple of seconds away from a tip-off here at the AIS training hall. Beatty to go up against Kayla Francis in the jump ball. That is an interesting matchup. Francis giving away a little bit of height there, Simon. Yeah, but she's um, she's probably got the size to match it up with Beatty, whereas Mariana Tolo is probably a little bit thin to to go up hard against Tracy Beatty. But um, we're just playing with the infamously difficult AIS scoreboard. We love it because we get to see all the scores and the fouls and everything. But uh, the operators have a little bit of drama. Away from the tip off, and it's. Won by Katie Ebsbury in the backcourt. She pushes against Hurst, who's starting tonight for the Capitals. Goes to the right corner for Francis, who looks inside, then has the three-point bomb. It juggled in and out. Ebsbury with the offensive oh. board tips it in. That's a great start for the Institute. No one crashing the boards at all there for the Capitals, just standing flat-footed and letting Ebsbury get an easy offensive glass. Abrams feeds Beatty inside. She's fouled as she puts up the hook shot. Mariana Tolo committing that one. And Tracy Beatty will go to the line for her first opportunity to score tonight. Yeah, not the best start for Mariana. Where, of course, the last two games we've watched, she's had fantastic starts in the in the, uh, the first halves, and then gone really quiet in the second. So, uh, we'll hopefully, uh, see her be a little more consistent all, all game tonight. At the free throw line for a second shot, she nailed the first. Pops up the high one. Almost brings rain, but she knocks it down. And two from two from the free throw line. Capitals putting on a strong press here. Ebsbury gets it to Schatz in the front court, who goes back to Ebsbury. Passes out wide to Nikita Martin into Tolo, who's fouled by Abby Bishop, pushed over the sideline. Bishop helps Kayla Francis to her feet, and she appears to be okay. Yeah, just a silly foul there from Abby. She just really ran at it. Had no chance of uh, stopping herself. Schatz on the left wing. Nikita Martin outside the three. Drives into the key. She has it flicked, but it fortuitously goes to Tolo. Back out to Ebsbury. Driving hard to the basket against Beattie. Tolo, offensive four. Knocked it back out to Ebsbury. They get a restart on the 24-second shot clock. Francis looks inside the paint to Tolo. Goes hard against Beattie. Beattie got a good hand to it, though. Schatz with the offensive board. That's three or four offensive boards for the Institute already. They work it around the key to the right corner. Francis thinks about the shot, passes over the key, and it's knocked out of court by Kelly Abrams. 14 seconds on the shot. We talked about Natty Hurst having great games last week. She's rewarded with a starting spot tonight. Schatz to Ebsbury. Gives it to Martin at the top of the arc. Inside the perimeter now. Inside the paint is Schatz working near the free throw line. Dishes back out to Tolo. Three seconds on the shot clock. Martin forced to throw up a wild one. Tolo puts up one against the glass. Doesn't convert. Nat Hurst on the break. Takes it down the far end of the court. Good defensive work from Schatz. Forces her to kick it back out. Ends up with Abrams. Now it's Bishop inside the key. Back out into Bibby. She's beyond the perimeter. Drives hard to the basket. Right lane. She's fouled by Nikita Martin. But no score on the board. Two points all here. Eight minutes 25 first quarter. Jess Bibby will go to the line for her first points. Possibly of the night. Yeah, the AIS did very, very well just going back to their offensive set recently. The clock was really winding down fast. They did well to, to get a decent looking shot off in here. Bibby hits the first three throw line from the charity strike. How can she go with her second? She's normally pretty accurate. And this is no exception. Nothing but net. Four points to two in favour of the Capitals. Ebsbury, she gets the ball into her hands, double team, but she gets it into Ooh. Tolo, knocked out of her hands in the key by Bibby. 
Beattie gives it back to oh, Bibby, but she coughed it up. Martin can go hard to the basket. She feeds Tolo inside. Beattie got a hand in there. Bibby now on the transition for the Capitals. Gets it to Abrams under the basket. Back outside to Hurt. She drives to the basket. Knocks oh, up nice. a lovely shot. That's a specialty shot you need when you're as, as big as or as small as Natty Hurst. That little release from just the chest height. Bit of a master at that one. Great two-point contribution there from Nat Hurst. Nikita Martin in the front court for the Institute. She has Tolo free at the top of the arc. Bibby pressuring against Martin. She still has the ball, works her way to the elbow. To Francis outside the arc, trying to feed Tolo. But reaching in was Tracy Beatty, and she draws the foul. Lucky uh, to be called for her first and last offensive set down here. I thought she reached over and, and knocked the ball and also knocked uh, Mariana Tolo. So Shatz has got to watch those fouls. Shatz has the ball on the baseline. She gives it to Ebsbury on the right-hand corner. Back into Shatz. She goes right lane, tries to go against Abrams, and she's called for a travel. Good defense. Did appear to pivot too much there, Simon. Or not pivot correctly. And Abrams playing the point role now for the Capitals. She goes hard. She loses control of it. Gets the ball inside the arc, though. Regains control. Gives it to Bibby outside the three-point perimeter. To Abrams, the captain. Bishop working under the glass with a wild hook shot. Great defensive work from the Institute. It's out of court, but it will be a Capitals ball. Six seconds on the shot. Bit of a crazy shot there from Abby Bishop. She was fading across and a real speculator. Very wild. She's been fouled out twice this season, Bishop. Once against the AIS, something she'll have to watch. But Beattie knocks in the two-point basket for the Capitals. Hurst almost gets the steal from Esri. Needs to get it over halfway. Wild pass, and she turns it over. That's the pressure we talked about in, in the pregame there, John. It's just too, you know, they get up, push hard, the Capitals, and then they uh, force the turnovers. Nikita Martin guarding Bibby, who goes on the crossover dribble, gets some space, and she knocks it down from just outside the elbow. Lovely slot from Jess Bibby. That's her game. Creates space and then just knocks down those 15 to 20 footers. Francis gets the dribble into the front court, then retreats back out to Martin. Shatz just in the front court, gives it to Francis under the basket, kicks it back out to Martin. She had her toe on the three-point line. It'll only count for two. Didn't make it. Mm. Hurst got the rebound. Ebsbury performed a foul on her as she was going along the defensive baseline. Frustration then from uh, Caddy Ebsbury. She's feeling the pressure a bit. She's been um, <clears throat> worn pretty hard by the by the AI, by the Capitals guards and had that turnover down the other end. There was frustrated that they, they didn't get a good look down there and just too much reaching there on Natty Hurst. AIS coach Dean Kinsman has called the first timeout of the evening. The Capitals lead 10 points to two. Six minutes 35 remaining. On the first quarter clock, the Capitals trying to string five wins from five games together for the start of the season. The AIS, well, they're one win from their first four matches, so some improving to do there for the girls. They just need to settle it down, though, a bit in this first quarter, Simon. Yeah, it's going to be a very tough assignment for them. The, the Capitals, I guess for the first couple of games in this season, they had a bit of a... There was a, an element of self-doubt, you know, we don't have Lauren Jackson anymore. How We've had it for seven years, how are we going to go without that? Um, their confidence is way up. They have won four games without their superstar, without the person that a lot of Caps knockers have, for years have said, oh, the Capitals only win because of Lauren Jackson. Yep. They are a legitimate championship team right now, and they've still got two world-class athletes in Jackie Styles and Donald Lofagan to come. So they're, they're feeling great. I guess their strength this season really is their depth. If you look at the players who have started off the bench tonight, you've got the likes of Cunningham, 
uh, and also Bevilacqua, two classy players. So they've certainly got some depth, and with those two inclusions, they're going to take some beating. Back into play here, Bibby in the front court, works it under the basket to Beattie, who goes all the way with the two points off the glass. And they are working hard, the Capitals, to get the ball into Tracy Beattie to give her a good game and to raise her confidence. Her confidence was huge after last week's game. Ebsbury dribbling frantically into the front court, dishes to Schatz, who travels with the ball. That's her second travel of the evening. That one was good pressure from Nat Hurst. Yes, Rebecca Schatz, she has a weakness, it's her footwork with the ball and... Uh, She's a great little player, but she's got to work on that, you know, getting the ball down, bounce it first, and then move the feet. 12 points to two. Beatty, the leading scorer on the court with six points. Bibby drives hard down the left lane. She draws the foul on the way to the basket. Silly foul from Ellie Manu. I mean, Bibby was well under the basket, right, right along the baseline. She can't do anything from there. No foul. Mariana Tolo sitting out at the moment for the AIS. Hurst with a two-point J. Can't hit it. Francis gets the defensive rebound, works it to Manu, who almost travelled when she made it into the front court. Not almost about it. I think she did. <laughs> Might have been three or four steps in there, Simon. <laughs> Manu has it now, under the glass, against Beattie with the wild hook shot. Can't convert. Hurst gets the offensive ball. That could be 50 or 150 rebounds. Craig Ravel informs me for her career. Oh. That's another rookie shot there from Abby Bishop. She had great position there. Just, you know, flicking the ball over her shoulder. Just square up to the basket and go hard. Taylor Francis had it on the left arc. Dished it to Schatz, who goes to Martin. Now back under the glass is Francis. She coughed it up. Ebsbury from the baseline, right-hand side. Beautiful shot. That's how the AIS are going to have to score. They're not going to win the one-on-one contests, you know, against the likes of Tracy Beattie, Natty Hurst, Jess Bibby. They're going to have to move the ball... And, and get open looks. There's plenty of shooters in this team. Chats a great steal on the tra- transition. Dishes to Ebsbury, but she was held up nicely by Hurst. Manu tries to go all the way. She travels as she goes hard against Tracy Beattie, who planted herself there, under yeah. the defensive basket. It was good work. Double substitution for the Institute. Martin and Chats off the court, being replaced by Newley and also Emma Langford for the Institute. Kylie Langy going to the subs bench for the Capitals. Hurst dribbling down the left wing of the court. Gives it to Bibby. Those two team well. To Beattie under the basket. Great defensive work there from Langford though. Gee, she was giving away inches and a nice block on the ball. I think Tracy B's got a case there for a foul, but uh, she stays out there. Kylie Lange comes on for Abby Bishop. Quiet start for Abby tonight. She hasn't had the good starts she's had so far this season. Chats replacing Katie Ebsery, who has a sit-down. 24 seconds reset on the shot clock for the Capitals. Hurst has it just outside the right perimeter. Goes left side, still outside the arc. Abrams on the left baseline. Manu got a hand when she went into Lange. She couldn't take it, though, and there's a shot. Beautiful two-point conversion for the Capitals. Great work from Natty Hurst again. That's her bread and butter stuff. Pick up the scraps, get the easy score. She's too quick. Langford onto the court. <coughs> has the ball. On the right arc, looks to go to Francis under the basket. She got a hand to it. It was a wild pass off Michaela, her hand out of court. Michaela Dalgleish getting on for the Capitals, giving Captain Kelly Abrams a uh, quiet sit-down. Hurst bringing the ball up, playing the point role at the moment for the Capitals. Bibby, she's got a lot of space Ooh. on the three-point arc. She airballed it, though. That's uncharacteristic. Langford with the rebound, dishes to Schatz, who pulls up inside the three-point arc. Could have kept going, possibly. Newly now, on the left point arc. She can't take the shot. She works it inside towards the paint. 
Francis has some time on the three-point arc. Fakes one. Goes to second and nails the basket. We talked about maturity before the before the game started and how this team has, has grown with maturity. Kayla Francis had that maturity last year, and we saw there she, she had a, an opportunity to shoot. She knew she was off balance, just patiently dribble left, a couple of, couple of steps across, gave herself some more room, knocks down a three. Hit two, po- uh, two three-pointers against the Perth Lynx last Saturday night. For a tall girl, she really can shoot the ball from a long range. She's got great footwork and great poise for a big girl as well. So she's, uh, Kayla Francis is, is uh, one of the girls in this squad that I think will go a long way. She's averaging... Well, she averaged, sorry, 10 points last season. She'd be up around that mark again this season. She's certainly been one of the better contributors for the Institute. I guess her, Mariana Tolo, and also Katie Ebsery have been the three major players for them this season. Yeah. But they'd be looking for a few more players to step up and possibly provide them with some support. And there's no time like the present. It's 14 to 6 with 3 minutes 46 remaining in this first quarter. So only an 8-point lead to the Capitals. But the AIS have really struggled in offense tonight. Yeah, they're uh, well. The Capitals certainly too. I think it's been a good two or three minutes since they've scored. So they've uh, they've had a few trips down the floor without scoring. So the the AIS will certainly be you know pretty happy with the way that that's going. Well, these two teams scored 48 points between them in the first quarter last time they met. There's only 20 on the board with just over three minutes left in this first quarter. Knocked away by Schatz from Hurst. Beattie got the ball, though, gave it back to Hurst, who's outside the left-hand perimeter, drives hard down the left lane. She threw up a wild shot. Could have been fouled on the way to the basket. Wasn't killed by the referee. Langford brings it into front court for the Institute. Gives it to Schatz. Gee, her footwork looked a bit dicey again there, Simon. She got it inside to Manu. Wild pass. Falls to Newley. Still outside the perimeter. Manu, a hard pass to Langford under the basket. Was wild. It's a nice pass. It was... uh length of their cutting baseline as a, as a guard myself in my younger days you hate to see someone cutting through the ball cutting through the keyway there under the basket and not expecting the ball Abrams calling the number two player she dribbles up the court on the left hand she pulls up for the jump shot it'll fall short it just hit the net no net, uh, no ring there Simon a virtual air ball yeah I think there was uh, I can't remember who was defending it now but definitely got a piece of it piece of her arm or the ball yeah, it must have been her arm because it was called out of court on the capital. So it's an institute ball. They're into the front court now. Schatz, lovely pass to Tolo. Beatty blocks her, though. Too much Hurst pass. on the transition. Abrams driving hard down left lane, and she knocks it, but she doesn't make the shot. Francis now on the transition for the institute. Down the left wing, works it to the left-hand arc. Newly outside there. She'll look to step up tonight. Hasn't had as many opportunities this season. Langford. Outside the right-hand arc. Looks to Tolo. They're Ooh. wake up to that tonight, the Capitals. Tolo scored 12 first-half points last time. Schatz goes to the nice. basket. It drops. No, it doesn't. She gets her own offensive board. Forced to kick it back out. Dangerous play. Lange gets the ball. Brings it into the front court for the Capitals. Del Gleish outside the perimeter. Hurst with the basketball. Dribbling on her left hand to the right-hand side of the perimeter. Two minutes remaining. 14 seconds on the shot clock. It's 14-6 to six in favour of the Capitals. Dalgleish drives left-hand lane. Dishes back out to Beatty who goes to the foul line and she draws the foul against Mariana Tolo. Smart there from... Smart play from Tracy Beatty. Pretty hard to stop when she gets ahead of steam there. You sort of just come high to the free throw line and then angle into the basket. You know, Tracy Beatty is a big, big girl and if she gets a roll on like that not a lot you're going to be able to do to stop her. Off the court for the Institute come two players. 
Mariana Tolo's one of them, so she's in... Emma Langford, the other. A little bit of worry with fouls. Only two, I suppose, but it is only the first quarter. Tomlinson replaces her in the centre position for the Institute. Hasn't seen a lot of court time recently, so she'll be looking to get out there tonight and prove her worth to coach Dean Kinsman. The second shot from Beattie is missed, but they get the offensive rebound, and there's a 24-second reset on the clock for the Capitals. Beattie, just outside the paint, left-hand side, baseline, goes inside now against Francis. She, it was fairly good defence from Francis. She held her ground, but Beattie drew the foul according to the referee. What did you think, Simon? Yeah, I think um, I think he probably called that late. Definitely as Tracy turned there. Big bang on the on the on the forearm as she tried to to get position to the basket, but uh, whether Travis called it late or whether he saw something else down there that we couldn't see, but there was definitely a foul in it. Birdie hits the first three throw and she is up to seven points for the evening. A good start from her, coming off a 16-point game against Bulleen, and she makes the second free throw. That's eight points in the opening quarter with still a minute 38 on the clock. It's 15 to six in favour of the Capitals. Here comes Kate Gaze. Kate Gay's onto the court, second cousin of Andrew, of course, but let's hope she can forge somewhat of her own identity out here tonight and for the rest of the season, Simon. Use that full-court pressure from the Caps. Newly dishes to Francis, who works it in the front court. On the left wing now is Ebsery Hurst pressuring her. She dishes out wide. Good pass from Gay's bounce to Tomlinson, who works her way under the paint. Beattie was terrific under the basket, though, with the defence. Tomlinson, good offensive rebound. Francis to Ebsery. Tomlinson, Francis for a second three-pointer yep. from the baseline. She good hits option. it right-hand side. You saw Coach Carrie Graff. She wasn't happy there. Kayla Francis, as we mentioned, she's a good outside shooter, and she was wide open there. She's two from two from the three-point arc tonight, Kayla Francis, and reduces the deficit to seven points. Beattie dishes to Sinclair, who knocks down the easiest of shots off the glass. 50 points for her career. Craig Ravel informs us, doing the stats beautifully tonight on Sport Radio. I hope you're enjoying the call. It's 18 to 9. Francis will make it 18 to 11. Seven points to lead to the Capitals. On the transition, Hurst receives it from Abrams. She dribbles back out of the three points. She could have rushed the shot, decided not to. Abrams now against Newley. Drives Ooh. right-hand side, just throws up a little flick and it rolls in. And one, I reckon, but the foul not called. So that's a great drive there from Kill Abrams. Ebsery draws the foul against Hurst as she makes her way down the court. And they are up to their third only foul of the night, the Canberra Capitals. So it'll still be a sideline throw-in to be taken by Tomlinson. She dishes to Ebsery in the backcourt. The shot clock and game clock virtually on par here. We're down to 18 seconds in this first quarter. 20 to 11. Ebsery pulls up at the free throw. A wild pass. She looked for Francis on the left-hand side outside the key. And it wasn't on target. Katie Ebsery's turned it over. And that's something she's going to have to work on, Simon. Yep, she's only 16 still, so uh, that's fine, really. If she's going to maybe get you know five or six turnovers a game at the Institute. As Abrams drains a long point three bucket right before the quarter time buzzer. That's got to hurt the Institute because they had the ball, the opportunity for the last shot with the remaining 24 seconds. They missed, Definitely. turned it over, and gave the Capitals the opportunity to score. And not only did they score, but it was a three-pointer. Which well, makes can, it 23 to 11 at quarter time. You can speculate that turnovers cost them five points because if they come down and, and taken their time and scored, that's two points for them. It makes it a 13-20 game instead of a uh, 11 to 23 game. So hard luck there, but they're they're doing all right. They're hanging in there and uh, 
Of course, though, the Capitals, you love having the luxury of not having to bring on Sully Bevilacqua in the first quarter. Probably the biggest concern for the Institute is there's only two scorers out there for them on the court. And who should they be? Kayla Francis and Katie Ebsery. They're two of their more prolific scorers. Francis has seven points. Ebsery has four points. They really need some support in the offensive court. Oh, yeah. They really need to get some people out there that are going to attack the basket. There's just a lot of frustration you can see. The first time this season I've really noticed it from the Institute there. It's a bit of a calling back to their, their, their way last season where they just get frustrated and annoyed and start to interfere with their game. So let's hope that, that they uh, get on top of that nice and quickly and uh, they're, you know, they're not in huge trouble. It's only 12 points. We saw last time these guys played, it was a 13-point lead, I think, at uh, quarter time. The game ended up being a 15-point game at the end. So there's uh, opportunities for them to come back in. They had a very nice run in that last two... Two or three minutes, they did really, really well. It was only the, uh, the turnover down here in the three by Kel Abrams that um, sort of hurt the scoreline. On the other side of the equation, five individual scorers for the Canberra Capitals at quarter time. Tracy Beattie leads with eight points. Simon Peters, take us through the first quarter stats. One that really stands out, the, the Capitals have been in the line eight times. Uh, well, four fouls, uh, eight opportunities to go to the line. The Institute have not been to the free throw line once yet. And you can see that in the way that they're playing their offense. They're just not looking aggressive. They're not looking to really take on the Capitals' defense. That being said, the Capitals are playing extremely good defense. Caitlin Cunningham on for the Caps. Jess Bibby, Kel Abrams, Peter Sinclair and Natty Hurst. And on the uh, new Gaze girl, Kate Gaze. She's starting for the Institute. Katie Ebsery now bringing the ball up. She tried to dish Manu, who started this quarter. So starting five for the Institute comprises Francis, Kennedy, Manu, Ebsery and Martin. Simon ran us through the starting five in the second quarter for the Capitals. There's a buzzer going off in the background here at the training hall at the moment. Not sure what that's all about. We'll play on though. 12 on the clock. Cunley, Caitlin Cunningham scores her first points of the night. She's only played two minutes in the past two matches. Yeah. Hoping for some more court time tonight after getting over a niggling injury, Simon. Yeah, she's, she's on a long road back from injury, but uh, she's, she's got a lot of promise, Caitlin, and I hope she can get some minutes and, and show everyone that she can play. Langford working with her back to the basket against Abrams, turns around and puts up the shot, draws the foul against Kelly Abrams, and Langford will go to the free... That's Nikita Martin, beg your pardon. She will go to the free throw line. Only the first for Kelly Abrams of the evening. She hit nine points against the Capitals back in round two. And she opens her account tonight with the first free throw, successful. Second free throw right next to our Sport Radio broadcast box here. She makes the second shot courtside at the AIS training hall. John Keogh and Simon Peters in the second quarter of the Women's National Basketball League between the AIS and Canberra Capitals, which the Capitals lead 25-13. to 13. Abrams pulls out just outside the key. Can't make Ooh. the shot. Francis got the rebound. Now she gives it to Martin, who... Crisscrosses with the pass. Gaze a beautiful oh, pass to no. Manu, who missed the easiest of shots under the basket. That was unforgivable. Hurst dribbles back down the court. She dishes to Cunningham, who's outside the perimeter. Back up the top now to Sinclair. Bibby wide open for the three, but Ebsbury's put a foul on Kelly Abrams, who was trying to provide a screen for Bibby to get open for the three-point shot. She did it successfully, but Ebsbury got sucked in and gave away the foul. It's frustration again. Katie's looking a little flustered tonight. She's up to two fouls, so she joins 
her teammate Mariana Tolo on two fouls. Bibby with a wild left-hand shot from the free-throw line. Can't make it. Gaze bringing up left-hand wing now. Bibby, terrific work. She causes the turnover. Gaze dribbled onto her foot as she tried to switch around with the dribble. And that's just prolific pressure, Simon. It's the difference you see in the... Uh, we're talking about maturity and stuff there. The Capitals girls will make mistakes as, as often as the AIS, but as soon as they make that mistake, they're busting the gut to, to make up for it. I think a bad shot, they're getting down there. Cunningham with a fadeaway, Jay. Can't hit it. it hit oh, the Ivans. Tipping the ball there. Oh! Gee, Cunningham got the ball on her hands and knees along the sideline. She's down. She just appears maybe even a little bit of burn from the court yeah, there, Simon, I think on that's her all shoulder. It is. She's running down, looking fine. Of course, it's the knees we want to look at with Caitlin, make sure they're all good. She's clutching her shoulder a little bit. I think she might have tweaked something, but I think she'll be all right. Interesting, Gaze doing the dribbling up the court now for the Institute in this second quarter. Martin with the ball to Shat with her toe on the line for two. Gee, it was a nice shot from the baseline. Would have been handy if it was three, though. Two will do, though. They're all, uh, you know, it's a 10-point game back here now. Take nothing away from her. It was a lovely shot right beneath us here, too. Bibby with the ball on the left-hand three-point perimeter to Abrams, who faked the shot, dishes inside to Cunningham, posting up against Ironmonger, and three-point, three-second violation. She was in there quite a while. So 25 to 15, seven minutes 47 with on the second quarter clock remaining, and Gaze continuing to play the point role in her first game for the Institute. That's impressive. Ironmonger up the top of the arc. Dishes to Martin. She goes hard against Bibby, who makes a foul. So, a couple of early fouls here to the Institute. That's their second of the quarter. No individual concerns, though, for the Capitals at this stage. How long have we seen uh, Kate Gaze on? About four minutes? Loving her already. <laughs> this Institute team really needs her. She's giving them... A little bit of movement in the front court this quarter, that is for sure. She has the ball now, pulls up near the elbow and hits the shot. There you Great go. work. Beginning of a new era, perhaps. <laughs> Her first points in the WNBL for Kate Gaze. Cunningham, the Capitals, goes to Hurst, who drives left lane, Ooh. tries to go off the glass, and it's knocked out of court. Which way will the referee call it? White ball. It's going to be a Capitals ball as Tracy Beattie checks back into the game. Cunningham, that was short-lived. She's back off the court. Coach Carrie Graff taking, well, no risk there, Simon. No, I think she could leave her out there a little bit longer. Jess Bibby, open for the shot. Neglected to take it, though. Dishes back out to Hurst, to Abrams, to Beattie under the basket against Ironmonger. Nice. She purely outsized it there and knocked it in off the right-hand glass. This is a different Tracy Beattie we're watching in the last two games. She's really grown some confidence without Lauren Jackson. Francis for a third three-pointer. Can't hit the shot. Beattie almost got the rebound. Coughed it up. Ironmonger back out to Francis. To Gaze. Working it around the perimeter. Shats now. On the right-hand arc. Back to Gaze. Francis at the top. Bishop pressuring her. Thought about the shot. Ironmonger at the top of the arc. Ooh. Gee, that's a flat, impressive shot. She shoots truly. Flat as, but hey, it's all good. <laughs> Gee, I was not convinced when I saw her lining up from that range. Hilda. She's not known for her <laughs> long shooting ability, but it was flat and it was through the hoop, nothing but net. As Abrams Ooh. tries to do likewise, she shoots her second three-pointer of the night. She is starting well here tonight. Kelly Abrams, the captain. Schatz throws it into the front court. It comes off Kelly Abrams. And there is a timeout called by the coach of the Canberra Capitals. That is none other 
Then Carrie Graff in the second quarter scoreboard reads 30 points to 19 in favour of the Caps. That's six minutes remaining on the second quarter clock. Well, the Institute's still hanging in there. It's 11 points. Um, I, I mentioned it a minute ago, I'm loving the look of this of Kate Gay. She's playing with confidence. This is her first game coming in, you know, really... She's not due, I believe, to come into the Institute till next year, from November. So, put uh, her in a little bit early, but she is looking good. She's got good footwork, she's got good vision, she's not worried about passing up the ball, and we saw a score of first two points, just a little off the dribble, drive into about 15 foot, and just nailed it. Perhaps an advantage for her is that she hasn't played in the last couple of weeks because the Institute probably have lost a little bit of confidence from their last couple of losses. She's come in fresh, yeah. eager to make an impression. She's riding high, I suppose, on coming into the WNBL, and she's really showing that tonight. And also the player that she's replaced, Jamie Kennedy, who's injured tonight, plays a somewhat similar role in this AIS uh, team. So it's a good substitution in some regards. Yeah, and I think you get them both back out on the floor. Um, Kate, Kate Kennedy, uh, Jamie Kennedy, sorry, has been started very, very well this season, so it'd be good to see her back. I don't know what the prognosis is and how soon we'll t- two weeks. Two weeks. All right, is the prognosis at this stage. Back in play here, Martin has the ball baseline right in front of our sport radio commentary booth. She dishes back out to Francis, who's outside the arc at the top, works at right hand side. Ironmonger dishes back to Francis outside the perimeter still. She drives hard against Bishop. Gives it to Gaze who shoots the two-pointer oh. and she drops it off the back of the iron. She's even got the lucky Gaze roll. Gee, that was a bit fortunate, but, well, when, you sh- when you're hot, you're hot. She's up to four points for the evening, Kate Gaze. Well done. Bibby now. She finds plenty of space and she doesn't miss when she has that much time. Dean Kinsman shakes his head. He's not happy with the defensive pressure there. Nikita Martin in the front court, Gaze, through hands now, Schatz thought about going to Francis who works her way, cutting under the basket now, Schatz with the ball at the top, had the three point shot, neglected to take it, under the basket to Ironmonger, put up an okay turnaround shot against Bishop who gets the board, dishes to Bibby down the right wing, on the transition here for the Capitals, 32-21, to 21. Five minutes remaining, Newly getting ready to check in for the Capitals on the sideline. And this go-to player again, Tracy Beattie, is up to 12 points. She's having a blinder. She is dominating tonight. She is at a force in her own right. And without Mariana Tolo on the floor at the moment, well, the AS are really struggling to match it with the 202-centimetre frame of Tracy Beattie. Schatz open for the three, faked it, worked away inside for Beautiful. the two. That was good play. That was a sweet move from Rebecca Schatz. Makes the bucket. Bibby playing the point again now for the Capitals. The normal point guard, Hurst, is off the court at the moment, who started brilliantly. Bibby drives to the basket, draws the foul, can't make the shot down the left lane. There's a foul against Kayla Francis. She's up to her second personal for the night. And there's a triple substitution. Newley, Langford and Tolo on, coming off a gaze. Nikita Martin... And help me out here, Simon. It was Kayla Francis checking out of the game also. I was watching them come in, mate. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Bibby drains the first of the free throws. She gets to seven points now. Jess Bibby. An impressive start in her first year for the Canberra Capitals, of course. A stalwart with the Rangers. And she's changed clubs this year and making an impression in the nation's capital. That is for sure. 
Schatz has the ball in the front court. It was passed to her from Tolo. Langford, a long way from home. A couple of metres outside the perimeter. Newly looking to dish inside. Tolo not there, though, with a lovely shot is Rebecca Schatz for the two-pointer. Uh, she's starting to heat up now and looking uh, dangerous. She's always got that in her. We commented earlier about a sometimes suspect footwork, but she does a lot of other stuff that helps the team out. As Abrams drives to the basket, draws a foul... It's on Martin. So Nikita Martin is up to her second foul of the evening. Sorry, it was Mia Newley. Mia Newley. She's up to her first foul of the evening. But getting back to Rebecca Schatz, she is an exciting player out there. She averaged six and a half points last season in the WNBL. Kelly Abrams makes the first free throw and converts the second... She shoots a pair from the charity strike. Rebecca Schatz working into the front court on the left-hand dribble. Sinclair pressuring her. Goes to Tolo under the basket. Beatty all over her. Swats it away and it's out of court on the baseline. It'll be an institute throw-in. 15... No, it's going to be a capital throw-in. There you go. Well, it was blocked by Beatty. Mm. It appeared to come off her hands, but maybe a capitals player got... Some contact on the basketball. Beatty, the go-to player again, just at the top of the elbow this time. Works her way to the free-throw line. A wild pass. That's why Tracy's not the point guard. (laughs) Abby Bishop can't get on the end of it. It's out of court. That's why she's usually on the receiving end of the pass. (laughs) Tolo receives the ball, and she's fouled by Kelly Abrams. That was a soft one, you get the feeling. She's called for her second personal of the evening. 38-26 to in favour of the Capitals. Only a 12-point margin, Simon. But the Institute would like to narrow that before half-time. There's three and a half minutes. On the second quarter clock, Newley gives it to Langford. She gets a screen from Langford now. Newley shoots the two. Can't hit it. Tolo offensive board. Great work from her. Ironmonger grabs the ball under the basket. And she's fouled by Peter Sinclair as she reached down for the ball underneath. I think it'll be a throw-in, not the two-point shot. Let's wait on the call from the referee. No, apparently, no, they're not lighting up. They're not lining up. <coughs> they are lining up. Not sure what they're doing. <laughs> Ironmonger will go to the line. She didn't appear to be putting up a shot, but it has been awarded to her. Two free throws from the near-end free throw line. Lovely work. She hits the first. Only four minutes last weekend against the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers. She's been on court for at least that already tonight. And she hits the second from the free throw line and checks out of the game. Replaced by Kayla Francis. So that's a handy substitution. Makes the two free throws. Does her work. Gets the job done and gets the star back onto the court. Bishop. Left hand key. Hurst. Under the basket. Can't work it though. And it's off the foot of an institute player. So it'll be a baseline throw into the Capitals. 38-28 to they lead. Leading point scorer on the court is Beattie with 12, closely followed by Abrams with 10 points, both for the Capitals. Bishop is blocked by Kayla Francis on her way to the basket, and it's out of court on the baseline. 21 seconds still on the shot. 10-point game. The uh, Institute certainly aren't going away. But we also have uh, 17 minutes of this game, and still no Tully Bevilacqua. That's interesting. So, Carrie Graff... I assume just resting her, but maybe she's carrying something. Beatty with the alley-oop from the sideline throw-in from Abrams. Couldn't hit it. It hit the iron. Gee, 
falling over there was Katie Ebsery as she brought the ball up the court. There's a jump ball between Hurst and Schatz, but the arrow pointing the way of the Capitals, and Abrams will get the sideline throw in in the backcourt. Ebsery charging down the court there, slipped on the ball, fell over. She's okay though, back to her feet. Abrams being guarded by Ebsery, who gets away from her. Ebsery allowed the shot from Abrams. Francis with the defensive board, dishes to Ebsery. Langford working to toe under the basket, who draws the foul and makes the basket off the glass. It's the play they've been trying to work all night so far. Just a fourth point of the night for Mariana Tolo, but it's a confidence booster and she can make it a three-point play. Tracy Beattie in for her second personal of the night. That's great news too. Tracy's been out there for a lot of this game so far and uh, has 12 points and only the two fouls. And it's a three-point conversion there from Mariana Tolo. She's up to five points for the night. Back to a seven-point ball game. 38-31 to 31 in favour of the Capitals. Two minutes 17 on the second quarter clock here at the AIS Training Hall. Women's National Basketball League action. Gee, Abrams, ambitious pass, was intended for Bishop. Couldn't get it to her. Ebsbury on the transition, knocks it in off the glass. It's back to five points. And a timeout has been called by Kerry Graff as the Institute charge over to their coach, Dean Kinsman. They go in with their tails up, Simon. Yeah, they're feeling pumped. You saw the way you, you said it exactly there, John. They just bolted into the timeout. They're feeling good. And uh, Kerry Graff not happy, and rightly so. Not a great defensive move. Natty Hurst had an opportunity, I thought, there to maybe put some pressure on Ebsbury, but just ran past her. It's a bit of a reach. But um, you hate to say it, even though it's a five-point game, we have mentioned already Tully Bivalacqua has not hit the floor for the Capitals, and Coach Graff's done a good job of playing a lot of her bench in this game so far. So while she wouldn't be happy with the performance at the moment, she certainly, I don't think, would be worried about the result of the game yet. Do we expect to see Tully Bevilacqua out there tonight? I guess that's the $64 million question. I don't know. There's been, there's been no news of her uh, having any sort of injury worries or anything. So she warmed up and, and looked fine uh, warming up with the rest of the girls. But uh, we're really not sure if there's any sort of um, drama happening. Well, the Institute are on a 21-15 to 15 run in this second quarter. And actually better as well, Simon, because they have really dominated the last couple of minutes of this basketball game. As Hurst brings it up on the right wing in the backcourt for the Capitals, Ebsery pressuring her. Gee, Langford knocked it away from Abrams. Great work out of court. Kill Abrams every right to be upset there. As a player and a, and a coach, you, all you want is consistency from the referees, and they've been calling some really soft stuff, and then they let that go. Under the basket, the shot from the Capitals doesn't drop, and... Francis gets the rebound for the Institute. Transition basketball. Ebsery throws it across the key. Langford had the opportunity for the three-point shot. Didn't take it. Now Langford shoots from just inside the free-throw arc. Great pass coming from Tolo. The old one-two play. Working beautifully for the Institute. It's back to three points. Good maturity from Mariana Tolo there. Recognising she really didn't have position and she would have to work hard to get past Beatty. Great work from Langford cutting the key. As Bibby shoots for two. Hits the backboard. No ring it. Ebsbury going down the right wing, gives it to Tolo, who can go all the way. She tries to pass it to Langford, who has it blocked by Tracy, Tracy Beattie. <laughs> she is dominating out there tonight, up to 12 points. She spent nearly every minute on the court as well for the, for the Capitals. Now Bishop underneath the plate, Francis hassling her, gets the block away from Bishop. Great work from Kayla Francis. Bishop put up two shots there. 
Pass from Ebsery. Bishop, oh, Beattie gets another block on Rebecca Schatz. She's had at least four tonight. It's out of court on the baseline. Institute ball, 16 seconds on the shot clock. Beattie is dominating under the paint tonight. She's had a huge game at both ends of the floor. Institute playing with some confidence. Down to 13 seconds on the shot clock inside the last minute. They turn it over, though. Beattie intercepts with the pass. Oh, and the pass from Bibby is wild for Abrams, and it ends up out of court right under the nose of Coach Graff, who won't be happy with that. No, that was a terrible pass from Jess Bibby. 38 to 35, 35 <coughs> seconds remaining in this second half, uh, first half rather. Ebsery with the ball in the front court now, gets to the top of the arc, thought about the shot, wanted to dish inside the Tolo. She was blocked though. Now Francis with a oh, two-point man. shot, it's back to a one-point ball game. What a basket from Kayla Francis. She wanted the drive, got a big bump, just moved sideways and knocked down a falling, fading backwards Jay. Down to the last 10 seconds, Abrams with the ball, wants to stretch his margin to Bibby, who almost turned it over against Schatz. Four seconds on the shot, Bibby lights up, can't hit the shot, Beattie gets the defensive re- offensive rebound, and is there a foul call? There is, yeah. right on the buzzer, and it is called against the Australian Institute of Sport. It's the only... Uh, who has it been called on, Simon? It'll take... Langford. Gee, that's disappointing. Didn't the only good, decent... One referee, the referee who was closest was calling out of court, the referee who was furthest away was calling a foul... Beatty goes to the line, misses the first because she didn't quite get the angle on it. She just threw it right-hand side a bit. Second shot, she made two from two early. She's gone completely off target there, only got backboard on the right-hand side. And all of a sudden, at half-time, it is a one-point lead to the Canberra Capitals, 38-37. to The Institute have well and truly worked their way back into the game, Simon. That was the right call there. Tracy B definitely got mugged under the basket. Uh, you're absolutely right. The, the, the call probably should have been made by the, the referee on the baseline, but uh, definitely a foul. Well, yeah, we've got a game on. And it's... Um, I don't know that... It's a combination of both. But Kayla, uh, Kayla Francis working great. I'm still still spinning about that drive she had there before. Just drove hard to the basket. Got a big bump. You know, No foul called there. That was a huge foul on her. And uh, just kept dribbling, went sideways, get the right hand, Jay. And uh, they're just, all of a sudden, I don't know what was said in that timeout halfway through that quarter, but they've just come out and gone, yep, no, we're a good team. We can play again. We can take them on. We really haven't seen them be aggressive in offense this game until about that halfway mark through that quarter. They appeared to take their chances, back themselves somewhat more, just like we saw earlier in the season when they took on the Institute and in fact uh, took on the Capitals rather and in, in the first game where they had a win against the Dandenong Rangers. Definitely. They're back to playing some of that basketball. Yeah, the, the, we saw that first quarter, they were, they were quite tentative. It's the first time this season we've seen them play like that. But uh, they're in this game, 37-38. Well, the Institute have drawn a 12-point deficit at quarter time, back to one point at half time, 38-37 to 37 in round four of the WNBL. The Capitals lead the Australian Institute of Sport. We'll be back in just a few moments' time with all the stats from the first half, as well as all the second half action here from the AIS training hall between the Australian Institute of Sport and Canberra Capitals on sportradio.com.au. Second half action of the WNBL between the Canberra Capitals and Australian Institute of Sport. A one-point lead to the Capitals. We're about to get set for the third quarter here. Shats to bring the ball in. Joined on the court for the starting five 
in the second half by Ebsbury, Francis Tolo, and also Langford out there for the Australian Institute of Sport. Simon, who's starting for the Capitals? We're Kel Abrams, Tracy Beatty, Abby Bishop, Jess Bibby, and Nat Hurst. So the same starting five that they began the game with. Simon Peters will run us through some of the first half stats in the first break in play. Ebsbury has the ball at the top of the arc going against Hurst. Can they forge a lead here, the Capitals? Ebsbury puts up the two-point jump shot on the baseline. Tolo gets the offensive rebound. And Abby Bishop commits the first foul of the second half. Simon, take us through those first half stats. Yeah, one of the interesting ones, the uh, Institute winning the rebounding contest, 23-16. to 16. Capitals' uh, shot percentage dropped from 50% at quarter time down to 39 Ebsbury has it on the left-hand baseline, received the pass. Now she pulls up at the elbow, dishes to Langford, who drives hard down the right lane, draws the foul against Jess Bibby. And she will go to the line, Emma Langford. Great work here from the Australian Institute of Sport. Dean Kinsman up on his feet, and he'd be pleased with what he's seen in the last 10 minutes or so of this game. He's strutting at the moment. He's feeling good. He's walking up and down the sideline going, yep, you know, and... You know, in reality, it, it really doesn't matter what the end result is. They've taken it to the best team in the league here. Langford. And are now winning. Hits the two free throws, and the Institute are in front for the first time tonight. 39-38, to 38, very early stages of this third quarter at the AS Trading Hall. Abraham, Abrams uncharacteristically turned it over. Great pressure from Langford. Ebsbury on the left arc, goes all the way on the other side of the arc. Francis tried to dish it under the basket to Langford. Hurst intercepted on the transition, down the court. Can she go all the way? Elects not to. Oh, then man. she turns it over. So Ebsbury works it into the front court for the Institute. The crowd are on their feet here for this young team. Langford works it under the basket to Tolo. Left-hand shot, but blocked for Tracy Beatty. That is her fifth block of the evening. And she is dominating. Throws a wild pass. Hurst can't retain the ball. And it's out of court. It will be an Institute of ball on the right wing in the front court. And I hate to say it, but the Capitals have hit the panic button and out onto the floor comes Tully Bevilacqua. For her first minutes of the evening, and she's already pressuring Katie Ebsbury, so Tolo forced to receive the throw in at the top of the arc, gives it to Ebsbury now, and already Tully Bevilacqua into the thick of things. She knocks it away from Ebsbury, out of court. It's on the left wing for the Institute. It'll be a sideline throw in 19 seconds on the clock. They lead by one point. Tolo receives the pass, gives it back to Schatz. Bevilacqua with her first steal. She had six of them against the Institute when they met earlier in the season. Bounce pass to Bibby outside the left-hand arc. Beatty being guarded by Tolo. She doesn't have a big option inside. Bishop was being well guarded, so she goes to Bibby, who shoots for the two-pointer from inside the free-throw line. Ebsery now will have to be wary with Bevilacqua guarding her. The WNBA championship winner with the Seattle Club and she has turned it over Katie Ebsbury. Good work there from Tully Bevilacqua. Yeah, another wild one there from Ebsbury. <clears throat> She'll need to watch that uh, watch that count. She's thrown away a couple of big ones tonight. Bevilacqua drives baseline. She stops prop, dishes back to Bishop under the basket. He gives it back to Bevilacqua. Bibby now pulls up inside the elbow. Tries to drain the two-pointer. Great Bishop board. with an offensive board. Gives it to Bibby. On the right-hand arc, Abrams, the captain, looking to create something here. Langford pressuring, gives it to Bibby, 12 seconds on the clock. Goes to Beatty under the left-hand basket, misses the shot oh, off the glass. Man. And Francis gets the rebound, Bishop draws the foul, 
And that is her third of the evening. She'll be checked out of the game, Abby Bishop. And Peter Sinclair will replace her. Bad news all around there for the Capitals. The easy two missed by Beattie and then a silly foul from Abby Bishop. So Bibby with the press now on Katie Ebsery who drives right dribble on the right hand. Goes to the wing to Schatz who's being guarded by Bevelacqua. Bevelacqua forces it somehow from Schatz. That was great work. She falls to her feet not before she passes to Langford who shoots a lovely shot from the baseline. Back in front, 41, plays 40. Pulled up for the J shot, under pressure, and they lead by one point. Beatty to Bevilacqua. Can she conjure something up? Langford, Bibby with the shot, bounces high off the ring, can't get it. Tolo with the offensive board. Transition basketball to Langford, who pulls up outside the three-point arc, right-hand side. Ebsery at the top of the perimeter. Back to Schatz, now Tolo inside the paint, dribbling. Gee, it was great work from Bevilacqua. Knocked it from her hands to the advantage of Abrams. And then Schatz puts on a heavy foul. Yeah. It was almost a hip and shoulder as Abrams <laughs> was bringing it down the left-hand wing. Yeah, you could be uh, forgiven for thinking that Schatz was running down the, the left, uh, left wing of the MCG there and just hip and shouldering Abrams over the sideline. Interesting. Manu checking into the game for Tolo. It'll be interesting to see how long that substitution lasts. Turned over by the Capitals. Ebsery on the transition. Bibby pressuring her. Forces onto her left hand. Francis goes back to Ebsery who pulls up at the free throw line. Almost drains the shot. Manu almost got the rebound but then Bevilacqua snatched it from her. Goes to Bibby. Right hand lane. Driving to the baseline. Great work from Kayla Francis. So she throws it over the other side of the key. Bevilacqua feeds inside to Sinclair. It's blocked by Francis. This young team is playing with some confidence now. Langford fouled there surely by Bevilacqua, not Twice. called. <laughs> Gee, that's interesting. Manu goes to Ebsery under the basket. Who lays it in? See so what? I mean, it's not really uh, paying an advantage to either team, but these referees have completely swallowed their whistle. They lead by three points, 43 to 40. The Institute. Bevilacqua pushes over Kayla Francis. Well, she fell over in the end, and as a result, Bevilacqua unattended. Shot the basket off the glass from just inside the key. Manu brings it up, dishes to Ebsery. Nikita Martin getting ready to check into the game. Francis being guarded by Sinclair. Bounce pass to Ebsery. Good defensive work from Beattie. Manu's foul as she puts up the shot. And Kelly Abrams has been called for a foul. It's her third personal of the evening. Nikita Martin coming on for the AIS. And Natalie Hurst on for the Capitals, giving Jess Bibby a rest. And Rebecca Schatz sitting down for the AIS. Interesting, Molly Lewis yet to see court time tonight. She is still in her warm-up top, so mm. she may not get out there tonight. Uh, we've got the, the secret information coming from Craig. Shot coming from Manu is good from the free-throw line. That is one from one from the charity strike. Can she make it two and extend the lead to three points? She can. And there's a t- substitution called... For both teams here, and a timeout called by Carrie Graff, the coach of the Canberra Capitals at the AIS training hall. It's a 44 to 42 point lead to this young AIS team. Simon, what can you update us on this young Capitals player who isn't taking part tonight? Uh, AIS player? Molly Lewis, she apparently has a bit of a back injury, right. and they, they're resting her up for the flight to the US shortly that the uh, AIS will be going on. And. Uh, we were talking to Craig in the break there. We weren't sure what was going on with Tully Bevilacqua, but apparently Coach Kraft is uh, still needing to ma- manage Tully a bit after World Championships. She's got a couple of niggling little injuries and things, but uh, 
Uh, so they definitely hit the panic button and got her out on the floor. Of some concern for the Capitals, besides the fact that they trail by three points, is two of their key players, Bishop and also Abrams, are both on three personal fouls. That would be somewhat of a concern to Carrie Graff at this early stage of the third quarter. For Rabbi Bishop, I'd say it's a concern for Kel Abrams. I think she's an experienced enough player to, to she could play out the rest of this game with four fouls and, and uh, stay out there. They have looked somewhat better since Bevelac was got out of the court. It really has rattled and unsettled the AIS. She's already got a couple of steals, her hands into some crucial balls and creating some turnovers as she brings the ball up now. Underway again in this third quarter, 5 minutes 35 on the third quarter clock. Bishop at the top of the arc, pivots on her right foot. Goes to Abrams, to Beattie, back to Abrams, driving baseline, forced underneath the backboard, gives it to Bishop, who coughs it up. Bevelacqua from the baseline, hits the two-point, Jay. Bailout. <laughs> that was impressive, just before the shot clock as well. Gaze, dribbles behind her, Black, impressive, Hello. playing the point guard role there against Bevelacqua. So that is no easy feat for the youngster. In for her first WNBL game, Bevelacqua strips Francis of the ball, who then shoots a left three-point bomb. That is her second three-pointer of the night. I've got to say, there was nothing in that. Tully took a bit of a dive, gave Kayla Francis an open look at the three, and she made a pay. The Institute lead, 48-44. to 44. Bishop thinks about the three-point shot. She's never shot a three-pointer in the WNBL, never even thrown up a shot. Abrams at the free-throw line, almost lost it, gets to her. Three seconds on the clock. Beaky with the two-point shot. Good boxing out there from Manu. Allows Langford to get the rebound. Gaze brings it up right wing. Francis for another three-point Ooh. shot. She can't hit it that time. Francis crashed uh, Rather, Langford crashed the board against Beattie. Gave away the foul. Kayla Francis turned around and gave a bit of a sorry wave to Dean Kinsman. Did a rush of blood to the head there, I think, for that three. She was open. She I mean, was there the and she, she was open. At the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Well, she shot two three-pointers and one of... Another shot has been with a toe on the line, so she's almost had three three-pointers tonight. Four minutes 15 on the third quarter clock, four-point lead to the Institute. Turn the over. Capitals turn it over. Hurst tried to get it to Abrams. Langford intercepted the pass, goes all the way, but then it's intercepted by Abrams. She performs the steal. Manu fouls Abrams, and it'll be a Capitals throw in the defensive court. Didn't need to foul there. It's, it's turned the momentum. Slowed things down. I mean, the momentum's all with the uh, with the AIS at the moment, and that just slows things down, gives the Capitals a a, a chance to set up their offense again. Mariana Tolo preparing to check back in for the Capitals, probably to replace Manu, you would think. Beatty feeds Bishop under the glass. She coughed it up again. That was great work from Manu. Diving into the balls now. Hurst against Langford, who knows the arrow is no, the arrow in fact is pointing the way of the Capitals, according to the referee. So a jump ball called, and it will be a Canberra Capitals ball. Abrams to take the throw-in in the defensive court. Tolo checks back into the game. Natty Hurst came off that wing like a bat out of hell and just got on that ball. Do you think she committed any fouls there, Simon? No, it looked, it looked pretty clean. The ball was open, it was on the floor, and uh, it was a good call. Abrams gives it to Bishop, back to Abrams, lights up from the three-point arc. Off shot. Nikita Martin, good defensive rebound, gives it to Langford, who's outside the left perimeter. To Gaze, Manu outside the three-point arc, tries to feed Tolo, it was an awkward pass. Terrible pass. She kept it in court, but only to the advantage of Bishop, who gives it now to Bibby. Bibby through her legs, pass now comes to Beattie under the basket. Tolo blocks her, but she fouled her Late as well call. as the block, because the foul came before she even threw the shot up. 
before the block happened, it was a very late call sign. Well, there was a couple of fouls there, and that, that's exactly right. If she called the first foul, Tracy B wasn't shooting. Now Tracy B is going to the line. Well, Mariana Toller is up to her third personal of the night as well. Both teams are on four foul for this quarter. Beattie, she hit the first two free throws in the night, missed the second two. She's missed this one, so she's missed her last three free throws from the line. A bit of pressure on her, and the AAS crowd has really picked up here, hasn't it, Simon? Oh, yeah. This is the first time tonight, or this season, we've seen the Capitals panic. They are struggling at the moment. They're, they're looking really disorganised in offence. They're... Carrie Graff is getting people on and off and, and looking for a combination there. She brought in Tully Bevelacqua. I don't really know she needed to do that, but, um, yeah, they're, they're looking rattled. And it's only three points. Beatty hit the second free throw. Schatz subs back into the game, gives Langford a rest. Schatz with the ball outside the right-hand mm-hmm. perimeter, drives against Bevelacqua, who's called for quite a soft foul as she went to the basket, Rebecca Schatz. And that will take her to the line because the Capitals are up to five fouls to the quarter with still three minutes and six seconds remaining on this third quarter clock. Gaze checks out of the game. Nikita Martin, was she the player to check back in there, Simon? Or was yes. It? Yep, Nikita Martin back on. We've got Shatsy on the line. She hits the first, so that she's up to eight points now for the night. And Kayla Francis getting some valuable bell time on the bench at the moment. She'll be primed when she comes back on the court. 49-45, to 45, the lead to the Australian Institute of Sport over the Canberra Capitals. Could we have a boil over on our hands here tonight in the WNBL? Dean Kinsman just calls Katie Ebsery over, gives her some instructions. Ebsery making her way back to position now. Shats with the second free throw. Hits it. It's a five-point lead. And they've reached the half century. 50 points to 45. The Institute... Playing good basketball at the moment. The pressure is all on Carrie Graff and her women. Hurst driving baseline. Schatz drew the foul before the basket was made. The basket doesn't count. Here it is again, though. We saw the referee three feet in front of that play there call nothing, and the baseline referee call a foul. It's it's really affecting this game now. We've got three referees out there. They're calling three different styles of game. And it, when it's like that, it just does no favours for either team. Hurst misses the first three throw. She's 84% from the free throw line this season. Second one drops, and she gets it back to a four-point deficit. So the Institute lead, Bevelacqua hassling Katie Ebsery, forces her to her left hand, works it into the front court with a pass to Martin, to Manu in the right-hand baseline corner. Through hands, works it to Schatz. Schatz passes back, dishing to Ebsery, works it to Mariana Tyler, down to eight seconds, turned over by Hurst, dishes to Bevelacqua, goes all the way, and that's a nice laying down the right-hand lane. And a timeout has been called by Kerry Graff, the coach of the Canberra Capitals. It's 50-48, to 48, the lead in favour of the Institute, two minutes and 34 seconds remaining in this third quarter. And we've got a game of basketball on our hands, Simon. It's all happening. We mentioned in the, in the break earlier that the Capitals are panicking. They're starting to get some control back into this game now. We saw a, a very nice drive up the middle from Natty Hurst there and a, a, a very well-timed pass to Sally Bevelacqua for an easy layup. But um, <clears throat> there's just a real air of panic over this this entire quarter so far. In the last couple of minutes of that, of that second quarter, I mean, as soon as the AIS got up by one point, they hit the panic button. Let's get Tully back in quick. We've got to... Oh, no. You know, it's all falling apart. It's, it's, I think it was an overreaction. I think, you know, let the girls that are out there who've played a great game up until now, 
let them get themselves back in the game. Well, we spoke at quarter time. The concerning factor was there was only two scorers for the Institute. Now, with three minutes or two and a half minutes remaining in the third quarter, there's nine individual scorers. None of them has hit two do- uh, double figures yet, although two of them are on nine points, those players being Schatz and Francis. So they've got a more even-handed contribution, exactly what we spoke about. Yeah, and it's what you need from the Institute. You need everyone to contribute. Yeah, we said it at quarter time. They've got to get uh, Kayla Francis and uh, Schatz need people to, to step up and, and contribute. Ebsery playing the point guard role against Bevilacqua. That is a real challenge in itself. She works it in the front court. Not without trouble, though. Passes the Schatz on the right wing. She goes, dishes the toll under the basket on the left hand, and she puts it off the glass. Well, Tolo certainly having a good second half this, tonight. Bibby driving hard against Manu. Manu thought she was holding her ground, but she was called for the foul. And there's a warning against Coach Dean Kinsman. Not happy with the call from the referee. Simon, we were pretty close to that. How did you feel about it? I think it was fair. I mean, um, Ellie Manu's got to hold the ground there. She kept moving. She's moving backwards and she's holding the hand out there. So she's not looking to hold that ground. If she's going to get away with... Uh, if she wants a blocking foul... Um, sorry, a charging foul against Bibby. She's got to hold the ground and let Bibby run into her. Bibby hits the first from the line. And the second... So back to two points now, 50 to 52. Taylor Francis subbing in for Ali Manu, so that's a good substitution. Gets Dean Kinsman getting one of his gun players back out there for the Institute for the final two minutes of this third quarter. Hurst now guarding Ebsuri. Bevilacqua looking after Nikita Martin, who has the ball now, uses her body. Bevilacqua gets it away from her, dishes to Tolo under the basket, and she steps up for her seventh point of the night. Gee, the Capitals looking to penetrate down the court quickly as Bibby lights up the three from the right-hand corner. You cannot give Jess Bibby that much space and that much time. She's going to hurt you every time. 54-53, to 53, the Institute lead. 1 minute 39. Shat gives it to Tola who lights up for a long two-point shot. That is unheard of. It was just inside the three-pointer. I don't think Dean Kinsman could believe it. First three-point shot of her career, first three-point shot made. There you go, Bibby puts up the two-pointer. And Craig she hits letting it. us know there, that was Tolo's first three-point shot of her career and the first three-point made. Chats giving it to Ebsery, who lights up a long three. It oh. looks good off the hand, it just didn't drop. They've just got to be careful here. The Institute, they don't get carried away. Hurst driving left lane to the basket. Ooh. Tries to roll it in. Then crashes the board. But Ebsery got it. Over the top, the Shats on the transition. Knocked away. Ebsery pulls up for the two-point. Jay can't hit it. Rush the shot. Down to 50 seconds in this third quarter. Beattie got the rebound. Gave it to Hurst, who works it into the front court on the left-hand dribble. Being guarded by Ebsery. Pulls up to Bevilacqua. Running the show, 12 seconds on the clock. Defence being called by the AIS fans. Bevilacqua goes, and she's fouled by Tolo on the way to the basket. She got a hand to the ball. I don't know about that. It was a tough call by the referee. Yeah. It looked clean. He, that's her fourth personal foul as well, Mariana Tolo. That is a real concern for Coach Dean Kinsman. He'd love to have her out there for almost the entire final quarter, but she's forced to check out of this third term. I think considering a lot of the stuff they've let go tonight that uh, Mariana was hard done by on that call. Bevilacqua, if she nails both of these, she can put the Capitals back in front and she hits the first from the bonus line. Lining up for her second free throw. 
the world champion, a gold medalist, hits both, and that's what you'd expect from such a great player. Rebecca Schatz brings it into the front court, 57 to 56 in favour of the Capitals. Ebsery with the basketball, crossover dribble. Looking to dish outside to Francis, who's being guarded by Beatty in the corner. So she drives hard to the basket. She's fouled by Bishop, who's called for her fourth personal. Can't believe it takes exception to the call. I think Dean Kinsman's got to get another guard out on the floor. You've really only got Katie Edgerie as your only guard. Rebecca Schatz isn't you bringing the ball up the floor kind of guard. Um, Perhaps a gaze? Absolutely a gaze. I'd be bringing her out or Nikita Martin right now. And you can't rely... Katie Ebsher has been playing this game a lot of minutes in this game so far. She's going to be tired. You can't rely on her to be to be bringing the ball up against the likes of Tully Bevilacqua. Francis misses the first three throw and the second. Manu gets the offensive board, but she falls to the ground and consequently travels. It's the right call, unfortunately. She's she's wrestled it to the floor and then she sort of slid along. Coach Dean Kinsman still applauded because the effort was there. Oh, Down absolutely. to 10 seconds in the third quarter. The last play on the shot will come from the Capitals. Bibby driving hard, draws the foul. The score doesn't count off the glass. And the Institute male players letting her know about it as well. There's a bit of boisterous coming from those gentlemen tonight. 57 to 56. The right Capitals call. lead, so it'll take Bibby to the line for two shots because they are over the five-shot threshold. Kayla Francis has been... No, Ellie Manu. Ellie Manu for her fourth four. personal foul tonight. <clears throat> Bibby. Missed the first one. Can she make the second? There's 4.9 seconds remaining. Still time for a play here for the Institute. And a substitution called. Ironmonger on for Manu. Ironmonger will take the throw in from the baseline. 4.9 seconds in this third quarter. They trail by one, the Institute. They want to work it into the front court. They do. Francis under the basket. He oh. makes the basket, and she's fouled. She can go for the three-point play. And how about the pass from Rebecca Schatz to Kayla Francis under the basket, working against Tracy Beatty, who made the foul. Picks up her third personal, so she's, uh, she's doing fine. Three personal with a quarter to go. The buzzer has gone here for the end of the third quarter. Francis makes it a one-point lead to the Institute at three-quarter time at the AIS training hall. We could have a turn-up on our hands here. 59-58 to 58 in favour of the Institute. They trail 23-11 to 11 at quarter time, 38-37 to 37 at halftime. But now they have turned that one-point halftime deficit into a one-point three-quarter time lead. The question is, can they go on with it? Well, they deserve it. Certainly, as, as this game has unfolded, the AIS is the team that deserves to be in front. Capitals have, have dropped their bundle at both ends of the floor. I think we've seen some ordinary lapses in defence and uh, some pretty ill-advised shooting uh, through the second half of this game. But that being said, the Capitals have so much depth, so much experience. It would not be too difficult for them to just pull the game back and, uh, you know, it'd be awesome to see the AIS win and they certainly deserve to be there. And if they keep playing this way, they will. But if the Capitals just have that in the back pocket, the, the ability, if they want to, to just turn it up and win this game by 10 or 15 if they want to. Well, leading scorer for the Institute on the court is Kayla Francis with 12 points. She's been a star out there tonight. Also very well supported by Mariana Toller, who had a great third term there. She's up to nine points for the game. But of some concern is 
four fouls to her name. She's only got one foul to play with in the remaining quarter of this game. Leading point scorers on the court for the Canberra Capitals. 18 points to her name is Jess Bibby. 13 to Tracy Beattie. And 10 points for the captain, Kelly Abrams. Tally Bevilacqua on for her first run in that quarter, already up to eight points. But more importantly, her defensive pressure was great, Simon. The printout from the statisticians is somewhat faded. Is it legible and readable, Simon? Yeah, we just can't get the three-point column on the free-throw column. But uh, Kayla Francis for the Institute with 15. Rebecca Schatz with nine. Katie Ebtree with eight. Uh, Mariana Polo with nine, as we mentioned before. The uh, Institute still winning that rebound battle, 31-22. to 22. Up to 23 turnovers for the Institute, so they did have 10 in the first quarter, though, so it, uh, it's starting to get away from them a little bit. But um, the shooting percentage for the AIS up to 48%. They That's started, good going. started, I think, they were only 30-something in that first quarter, so they're, they're getting up there. As we mentioned, they deserve to, to win this game. We'll wait and see what the next 10 minutes of basketball holds. Starting five for the AIS, Ironmonger, Francis, Schatz, Ebsery, and also Langford out there, Bibby, Beatty, Bevilacqua starting, Abrams, and also Sinclair for the Capitals. Beatty has it at the top of the three-point arc. Gives it to Abrams, Bevilacqua almost travelled there, held her feet, fakes the three-point shot, then takes it against Ebsery, misses it. Beatty almost got the offensive board, it was knocked to Schatz. Transition basketball, Kayla Francis down, gets back to her feet. Ooh, long. Langford, a long bomb, can't hit it. And then there's a foul on Tully Bevilacqua against Katie Ebsery. A bit of a soft one there. Well, a soft foul coming from Ebsery. She should have done better. Yeah, yeah, definitely the foul was there. But um, I guess you know, you're up by a point. It's the, uh, you're looking at your second win of the season. It's not too hard for these guys to get a bit excited. Well, I think the Institute still have to take their chances in this fourth quarter. I mean, it's, it's still going to take a really good quarter of basketball for them to win. Definitely. They can't afford to go defensive. Nope. They have to play that attacking style, which got them in front in the third term. As Bibby drives to the basket against Schatz, draws the foul on the left lane, and Jess Bibby will go to the line. She's the leading scorer on the court with 18 points. And that, coincidentally, is her average for season 06-07. She's enjoyed a wonderful start since crossing to the Capitals from the Rangers. She is at the charity strike line now. Can get into 20-point figures here if she makes both of them. The first one is converted. Ironmonger and Francis looking to get the boards if there's a missed shot here from Bibby for the AIS. But she makes no mistake. Francis dishes it back in to Ebsbury. Playing the point guard role in this final quarter. Nine minutes remaining on the clock. Still plenty of time. 60-59 to 59 in favour of the Capitals. Shats a wild pass. Sinclair intercepts under the basket. Gives it to Abrams. To Bevilacqua who goes left side. Thought about driving hard then. Worked it back out. Retreated outside the perimeter. Abrams looking to go to Sinclair under the basket. Ironmonger guarding her. Ooh. She gets a hand on the ball but also some contact. Hand on the body there. Just the arm bar. Pushing away uh, Sinclair's shot. Yet again, the referee furthest away from the action making the call. It's interesting stuff tonight. Rebecca Schatz having a sit down. Peter Sinclair goes to the free throw line for the Canberra Capitals. She shot 13 points last weekend against Perth. Misses the first free throw though. Only a one point lead to the Capitals. 8 minutes 47 on the clock. Ironmonger out of position on the rebound. Offensive board comes from Bibby, knocks it to Abrams. Back out, reset, 24 seconds. 
Bevilacqua with the ball now for the Capitals. That was unfortunate for the Institute. Abrams being guarded by Francis. Gives it to Beattie under the basket. Has oh. it blocked beautifully by Ironmonger. Oh. And then Sinclair commits a foul on Francis as she tried to get away from the defensive basket. That was a great little reach across and a slap at the ball there from Elise Ironmonger. The Canberra Capitals only on one foul in this quarter. The Institute on three already with eight and a half minutes remaining. Could They'd be a telling set there. Yep. A few early fouls could be costly. Francis dishes to Ebsery. She's on the left-hand perimeter. Bevilacqua just guarding her. Down to 10 on the clock. She goes all the way. Almost put it up off the left hand. Couldn't make the shot. Bevilacqua on the transition. Crosses to Peter. Sinclair who draws the foul. Puts it in off the glass. Nikita Martin, the culprit there. I don't know if there was anything there. That was... Uh, yeah. Well, it was on par for the night. Marion Solo checking back into the game. Coach Dean Kinsman sensing it's now or never. There is a timeout called by the AIS. Tolo will replace Elise Ironmonger when the girls make their way back onto the court. But 62-59, to 59, Simon. The Institute, well, there's three points down now. The Capitals will go to the line possibly to make it a five-point ball game. You just get the feeling the Capitals are starting to steady here. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned it at the three-quarter time break. There is a lot of depth and a lot of experience in this Capitals team. As, as badly as they've played through that uh, third quarter, they've got the ability to really just throw it up a gear, get their heads in the right sort of mental space and take over this game. Not really seeing that yet, but the, as you mentioned, it's certainly a, a steadying of the ship, so to speak. Well, the Capitals vying for their... Fifth win from as many games in the start of this 06-07 WNBL season. That would be their best start since the 2003-04 season when they won their first six games of that season, of course. So, a little bit to play for here tonight. And they're going into a big game against Townsville last week, uh, next week who have been impressive early in the season as well. So, they'd be looking to carry some momentum into that one. Definitely. And Townsville, uh, of course... They have uh, arguably the, the most exciting young player in the league in uh, Renee Camino, and she is playing fantastic basketball so far this season. Peter Sinclair for the three-point play. She makes it, so it's up to four points for the Canberra Capitals. Gee, a long pass from Francis into Langford into the front court. Ebsbury dishes to Francis outside the perimeter, back to Ebsbury, being guarded by Bevilacqua. Tolo working against Beattie at the top, sets the screen. Now to Nikita Martin, underneath the Tolo, off the glass, oh. can't make the shot, almost got the offensive board. Working hard, she gets it now, dishes back outside, 24 seconds on the clock. Francis, a wild pass, it's intercepted by Sinclair of the Capitals. Beatty now gives it to Bevilacqua to do the bring-up duties. Breaks your heart, all that effort and all that hustle on the floor to just flush out with a, a dodgy pass. Beatty with the ball, gives it to Bevilacqua who cuts the key with the ball, can't make the shot, Beatty offensive board, off the glass, that was too easy. First points for Tracy Beatty in a long time. She's up to 15 for the night, she had 12 at quarter time from memory. Langford, thought about pulling up, then she dished it inside to Tolo, turned it over, Bibby on the transition, can she keep it in? She does, tight against the baseline, against Nikita Martin who puts her hands up, Bevilacqua with the ball, right-hand perimeter. Ebsery knocks it away from her. Bevilacqua regathers the ball, gives it to Sinclair, loads up with a long three-point attempt oh. and fortuitously falls in after a high bounce off the iron. Seen a couple of nice shooters roll there. 
All of a sudden, 68 to 59, a nine-point lead to the Capitals. It wasn't a convincing shot. Dean Kinsman shakes his head. He can't believe it. Tolo underneath the basket, flicks it in off the glass. Good work from her. She's up to 11 points. Mariana Tolo having a great second half here. And when it counts. Yes, we've seen her have a couple of very good first halves this season. She hasn't been able to back up in the second half, but tonight she has. Bibby with the ball, right hand baseline, driving now to the left hand side, tries to roll it in off the left hand, Nikita Martin gets the board, gives it to Ebsery, going down the left wing, on the right hand dribble, being guarded by Sinclair, she travelled with Huge the ball, <laughs> wasn't called, gets it to the three point arc, has the shot, oh. looked good off the hand, gets her own offensive board, dishes to Francis, back to Ebsery at the top of the perimeter, Tolo just outside the paint, Langford with the ball now, goes over the other side of the arc to Francis who is being well guarded by Sinclair. Ten seconds on the clock. Langford fakes the shot against Bevilacqua. Francis gets it now to Ebsbury, and there's a foul, and it's a hard one too. It's called on Sinclair. Let's wait for the official call. Tracy Beatty, yeah. Tracy Beatty. So you, she's up to four personal. Not an intentional eight. foul, just a, an, un, an unfortunate uh, matter of, of Tracy Beatty being six foot eight or nine, and Katie Ebsbury's head being right at the shoulder height. She's come off the bench and she's come off to the bench and she's grimacing a little bit. I think there's no malice in it. Gaze pulls up for a very flat jump shot. Missed it. Sinclair regathers for the Institute. So Beattie and Bishop both on four fouls and Caitlin Cunningham has only played about two minutes tonight. So the tools for the Capitals in some sort of trouble. That could be a factor in this game. Hurst outside the left-hand perimeter. Down to eight seconds on the shot. Abrams being guarded by Gay Feeds Beatty at the elbow. Abrams gets it back off Beatty. Then to Beatty with two seconds on the shot. Kisses it in off the glass. Gay's playing the point guard role for the Institute now. Brings it up right-hand wing. Dishes the shots. 70 to 61. So nine points for the Capitals. Nikita Martin drives. Pass. Flicked it back out to Francis who gives it to... T- Martin uh, Tolo, who's fouled by Sinclair just on the left-hand side of the left elbow. So Sinclair up for her fourth personal of the night. So a few of the tall players in trouble for the Capitals, but they may have enough points on the board. Shot coming from Francis wasn't made. Shot's just not dropping in this last quarter for the AIS. Francis, great interception against Sinclair under the defensive basket. Bounce past the gaze, brings it up right-hand wing, dishes the shots, left-hand dribble, drives, gets it to Tolo under the basket, and Ooh, Chat yeah. travels. Nah, Tolo, I think, and that was a huge, right, a very, very difficult pass. Rebecca Shatz basically came in at a million miles an hour and planted the ball in Mariana Tolo's stomach and said, here you go, go to work. <laughs> Not a lot you could have done with it there. Recapping the fouls for the Capitals, four fouls to Beatty and Bishop, it's three fouls to Peter Sinclair, who has the ball now, Shot is unconvincing. Francis flicks it back into the court to the advantage gaze. Down the left-hand defensive wing to Tolo, who dribbles into front court. Shatz now looking to dish inside to Tolo because Francis... Oh, beg your pardon. Beatty was late to the contest. And Tolo is up to 13 points. Seven-point game, four minutes to go. It's plenty of time. They'd love to peg one back soon. Beatty. Tried to go the one through to Abrams, who's open now for the shot. It's two points. It won't count because it didn't drop. Oh. Gaze is down. Appears to be an ankle. Shatz, meanwhile, in the front court, driving. She pulls up to Francis, and there is an injury 
time out called here. I think it's a knee. The institute. She went down hard. Kate Days gets to her feet, being helped up by Katie Ebsery, who's run off the institute. Oh. So Kate Days doesn't look to be in a good way. It is a debut in the WNBL tonight, and an impressive one at that, Simon. Hard she's, to say. You're looking at her, and she's she's limping a bit. Could be nothing. It could, but it, knees are just. Ugh. Let's hope she's okay. When you're a coach and you see your players go down grab, grabbing that knee, you just think, oh, man. Focus back on the game now. 70-63, to 63, seven points in favour of the Capitals. Tolo gives it to Martin on the left-hand perimeter. Goes all the other side to Ebsbury for the three. Can't hit it. Francis, offensive board, dribbles back out for the Capitals. 24 seconds, the reset on the clock. Chats, left-hand perimeter. Feeds Tolo. She's still a long way from the basket, though. Francis dribbling left-hand basket. Pulls up with an ambitious oh. shot. It was very flat, and it almost dropped. Hurst goes to Abrams outside the perimeter on the transition. Beatty, Bishop oh. under the basket. There was surely a foul there by Nikita Martin. Martin pretty much took Abby Bishop's arm out, and no call from any referee. So it'll be a baseline throwing. 15 seconds on the shot for the Capitals. They lead by seven points. Crucial stages of this match. Beatty against Tolo. Turned it over. Good pressure from Mariana Tolo. On the turnover. She can go all the way. Dishes to Schatz. Hurst guarding her. Shooting up now is Emery. Oh. Missed it from the baseline left-hand side. Disappointing results. <laughs> Would have really made this a ball game. Hurst on the transition. Abrams. Left-hand perimeter. Beatty all on her own. Gives it to Hurst. To Bibby. Schatz guarding her. Bishop underneath the basket in the paint. Back outside. Abrams to Beatty. The hook shot is blocked by Tolo. Bishop tried to keep it in and she had her foot on the line. The Institute will get the ball. The defence is, is working double overtime at the moment. The, the AIS, they're working very hard at the defensive end. I think it could be taking some of the, some of the spring out of their offence. They've got to score. Well, they're getting open for the shots. They're just not hitting them at the moment. Ebsbury, three-point baseline territory. They trail by seven. Two minutes, 27 remaining in this match. Nikita Martin almost travelled. Give Francis. it to Francis. Oh! She drains the three-pointer from the left-hand baseline. Man. We're back to a four-point ball game in favour of the Capitals. There is still time left in this game. Two minutes, 10 on the clock. A three-point bomb from Kayla Francis. Her third of the evening, and she's just fouled Abby Bishop. Francis up for her third personal. Not too much of a concern. She is on fire from the three-point arc tonight. Here comes the panic button again. Sally Bevilacqua back on for the Capitals. Bishop at the free-throw line because the Capitals are in excess of their five-foul limit for this final quarter. They lead 70-66, to 66, the Canberra Capitals. As Abby Bishop makes the shot, a bit of screaming going on the sideline, a bit of mozzing, but she still managed to convert the shot. Averaging 10.5 points this season. She makes both of them. They're very handy points. Makes the lead six points in favour of the Capitals. And hard to see them losing from here but there is still plenty of time for the Institute if they can make a couple of crucial baskets. Nikita Martin to Tolo. Works inside the paint. Gets it to Francis who was backing out for a three-point shot. Then it's... Oh, oh good work from Ensbury. Got her own offensive rebound. Back out to Schatz. A fresh 24 seconds on the shot. There's a foul here. Which way will it be called? It's called on Abrams. That's interesting. She is going to be fouled out of the game. Then. No, fourth personal of the night because... 
Taylor Francis was really charging to Abrams in that situation, wasn't she? Yeah, and, and it looked looked like Kel was all right from here, but it is far down the other end of the court. A bit of a funny angle too, so uh, I have to, have to accept the referee's judgment there. But the, um, that's going to put the AIS on the baseline. They get a new 24, but they really need to score quickly. There, six points down. There's a minute 40 left in this game. They'd want to ideally score within five or ten seconds of this baseline play. Come back up here. They need to get a stop. Go back down. You can see it's like they're looking to the three first at the moment. They're moving the ball around the outside, trying to hit a player that's open outside the three first. Just go inside. Go with whatever. You don't need threes. There's a minute 40. There's Even if you ran down the 24s, there's at least three full shot clocks left in the game. Realistically, you've got at least four. And uh, just get down there, score, get the two points, the four-point ball game, come back up here, you get a stop, you go back down, score again, it's a two-point ball game, then it's their game, it's anyone's game, but they need to score here and score pretty quickly. Well, Dean Kinsman's girls coming back onto the court. Martin, Schatz, Tolo, Ebsbury and Kayla Francis for the Canberra Capitals, Beatty, Bishop, Bibby, Bevilacqua and Abrams, some experience out there. Kerry Graff taking no chances. Nikita Barton on the baseline. Goes to Ebsbury, who had it knocked away from her. Nikita Martin regathers the ball. Gets it to Francis. Shats, gee, it was good defensive work from the Capitals there. Gives it to Ebsbury. Wants the three-point shot. Tries to feed it over now. Nikita Martin driving up to the key. Puts the two-point shot up. She misses. It's going to be hard for here from the Capitals. Bevilacqua. The experience of her brings the ball up the court. They'll use this and milk the clock as well. Absolutely. Bevilacqua going hard to the three-point perimeter. Dishes inside to Beattie. Bibby with a three-point bomb. Can't make it. Bishop with the Ooh, offensive rebound. And that could just about be it. Six points the lead to the Capitals. Abrams gives it back outside to Bevilacqua. She knows how to use this clock. Still 14 seconds on the shot. Ebsbury draws the foul as Bevilacqua cut baseline with the basketball. Number four for Katie Ebsbury. We'll take Bevilacqua to the line as well. And she can extend this six-point lead that the Capitals enjoy. But not without some difficulties. They have been well and truly challenged by this young institute outfit tonight. Yeah, I mean, regardless of the result here, uh, in the next 55 seconds, this is a fantastic result for the AIS. This is the top team in the country. Have not lost a game this season. And uh, they have taken it to them and they've made them play hard. They've made them hit the panic button more than once. Bevilacqua misses the second free throw after converting the first. Bishop got a hand to the board but knocked it out of court. And it will be an institute ball. Now maybe you're looking for your threes. Down to 52 seconds remaining. And they need to pull up for some long threes to get the feeling. They'll look for Francis here to think for that. Move the ball. Nikita Martin with her. Schatz gives it to Ebsbury. She's on the left-hand baseline. Drives all the way up to the basket. Misses the lay-in. Right idea. Beattie gets the rebound. Dishes to Bevilacqua. She brings it into the front court to Kelly Abrams. And we're down to the final 30 seconds of this game. It's a seven-point lead to the Capitals. Beattie under the basket. Receives from Bevilacqua. Schatz got a beautiful block on that. But there's a reset. Seven seconds on the shot. The 24 wasn't yet. Bevilacqua down to four seconds on the shot. Pulls up for a long two-pointer. Can't make it. Tolo gets the rebound. 12 seconds on the clock remaining in this game. Down to Kayla eight Francis now. wide open. Francis, can she shoot one more long one? She feeds to Tolo unselfishly under the basket, misses. Nikita Martin off the glass, puts it in. 
And the final margin is a 5.1 in favour of the Capitals. The Institute go away disappointed with their heads held high, however. They lose it 73-68. to 68. Yeah, disappointed without the win, but that's it. They, they had played a fantastic game that had all the hallmarks at quarter time of you know, a 23-11 to 11 quarter. That, that could have just been a, a mirror image of the last game here two weeks ago. Capitals take control, the Institute fights and you know, makes runs at that lead but never really got there and it looked like it could have been that sort of game again but they fought hard, they took control, they actually led the game for, period, for quite a few moments there in that third quarter and it's a fantastic result for the Institute and uh, a bit of a wake-up call for the Capitals. Capitals just doing their warm-downs on the AIS training hall court. As we speak, Craig Ravel about to catch up with a couple of coaches, Dean Kinsman and also Carrie Graff, the victorious coach of the Canberra Capitals. We'll bring you those interviews shortly, but that is the Capitals' best start since the 2003-04 season where they went 6-0 and at the start. They're now 5-0. Looking ahead next week to Townsville, we'll get to that in a minute. But the, on the other side of the equation, the Institute, they seem to be able to play good basketball against their big sister rivals, the Capitals. They've just got to carry some of that form against the other competition in the league. See, a game like that tonight, they would have wiped the floor with the Perth Lynx. A game that they lost by 20-odd points last week. They would have won easily against Perth. And uh, they would have taken it to Bulleen too. Uh, certainly not have, have had a, a big blowout like the Bulleen game was. But, um, you know, we've, we, we keep saying it, they're maturing. They're getting better. They're, they're learning to handle the pressure a lot more. I really hope that uh, Kate Gaze is okay because I really like the look of her early on, you know, a, a couple of minutes, and uh, she is looking good. So hopefully that knee was nothing, just a bit of a tweak, and uh, it'll all be good. So they've all left the court now. The Capitals still stretching down, but, uh, yeah, just going through the top scorers. In the end for the Capitals, Jess Bibby with 20 points. Tracy Beatty with 17 in the end. A bit quiet through the middle of the game, but got a few more points toward the end there. Didn't foul out. Very important for Trace. And then we had uh, Kel Abrams with 10 points as well. For the Institute, uh, we had Mariana Tolo, 14 points. 13 points, correction. Uh, Kayla Francis with 12 and then Rebecca Schatz with nine. So a very good result for the Institute once again. And nine individual scorers for the Institute as well. So that was a good even contribution for them. Talib Everlackler shot nine points after playing less than a half of basketball. She sat out the entire first half. She came on when Carrie Graff may have hit the panic button somewhat. She steadied the ship and her influence on this game was pretty significant. Definitely. I mean, it's... Uh I don't know that that sort of move helps the Capitals. Yeah, they got the win in the end, but... Would you prefer to see them tough it out and have to do it I would, that but that, that's just me. I'd like to, you know, that, to me that says, well, you know, we've got faith in you girls when you're playing against the, the, easy, the easy teams and in the easy games, but if it gets difficult, then, you know, I'm just going to run my starters. And, uh, yeah, it was disappointing. I don't think they needed to do that. I think you'd let those girls... Uh, work their way back into the game. And in the end, you know, you, you did bring on Tully Bevilacqua. Still only won by five points. And uh, I, I do think it upset the chemistry that was going on out there. It, it changed the way that they... Certainly changed the way they play defense and, uh, and, and the way that they uh, run their offense. So it makes it a... It, straight away, it has to put them into a different mindset. They have to adjust and play a different style of game. So 
anyway, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, the win's, a win's a win, and uh, they came away with it. Two other games happening tonight as we speak. They did start half an hour after this one, so still in transition. The Adelaide taking on Townsville and Bulleen taking on Sydney. So four of the stronger teams of the competition. It'll be interesting to see the results from that one. Definitely big games there. Tomorrow night, Perth take on Townsville. So Townsville with a big doubleheader this week. And Danny Nong taking on Sydney. Looking ahead next week to round five of the WNBL, the Canberra Capitals taking on Townsville. Townsville were 2-1 and one entering their clash tonight against Adelaide. They're taking in some good form. Now, Coach Carrie Graff is looking forward to this match very much, he said, in regards to Townsville. They're making claims about championships and that they're the best team they've ever had. Well, let's bring it on. Let's bring on Townsville. You're in our gym, in our city. Let's see what you can do. So Carrie Graff is immensely looking forward to this game, and it should be a beauty. The best... Yeah, that's a big claim. The best Townsville team they've had. The uh, uh, people that, are, that have watched Capitals for quite a few years now would remember an absolutely monumental semi-final out at Tuggerong, uh, Townsville versus the Capitals to go into the grand final. That was a huge game and a very good team that Townsville had. But I've got to say that they're, they're certainly doing very, very well so far this season. And uh, we mentioned it earlier in the call. Renee Camino, she is a hell of a player. If you if you thought about players that have come through the AIS program and you'd say, which of those players that have gone on to represent the Opals mm. and all of those sort of things, which player has had uh, the highest rookie average points per game? And everyone would go, oh, Lauren Jackson, hands yep. down. Renee Camino, like two more points than Lauren Jackson in her rookie season. Um, she is a hell of a player. Not saying she's the next Lauren Jackson. How long ago was she at the Institute, Simon? Camino was here two years ago. Uh, she had a, a lot of injury last year and really couldn't play. And uh, this is her first season out of the Institute and into the league proper, so to speak. Uh, but she is a player of the future. She's definitely a future Opal. She's had a run with the Opals already in a couple of uh, uh, friendly matches and internationals. And um, I'll tell you what, if you're in Canberra, you're listening to this call next Saturday night, come out, watch the Capitals. Our team's doing very, very well at the moment. But uh, get a load of Renee Camino because this girl can play. Of course, get out to the AIS Arena next weekend for that one. And you can tune in to all the action as well on sportradio.com.au. We bring you all the Capitals and Australian Institute of Sport Games whenever those two teams are playing in Canberra. Now, next week, the uh, well, the Institute, they have a couple of weeks off. They're going to the States for a couple of weeks. No doubt a good experience, Simon. You've probably given us some insight about that one in a minute, but then they front back up yet again against the Capitals in two weeks' time. So they're going to play the Capitals three times out of their first six matches of the season. Incredible, isn't it? It's a huge ask. And their trip the day where they go to the States and they play a bunch of college teams, just a wonderful experience, but it is hard work. It's very demanding. We've got to remember that these are still essentially juniors. They're 16, 17-, 18-year-old girls who... Are have uh, you know are new to playing this level of intensity and this kind of game. So, but a very very exciting experience for them. They get to go over, tour around the states. They get to play in some enormous gyms in front of some very big crowds. Uh, college basketball, particularly women's college hoops, is just massive. They get bigger crowds to women's hoops than they do to men's in the states. And uh, well, depending on where you go, but uh, it's a bit of a tradition with the AIS program. They do it every year. It's uh, very well received by the by the colleges over there. They're always very keen to have them here, 
And, uh, uh, yeah, it would be interesting to see if it's a similar result tonight. I think it will be a very tired bunch of girls that comes back in two weeks. Yes, but, uh, you know, it, it holds in well for us and a uh, good, good thing for us before we go away. What did you say to the girls in that first quarter when they just didn't seem to have, uh, have it happening or have it together? Oh, we went a little bit away from where we, where we talked about before the game. And, you know, we wanted, to put, we wanted to rebound out of our defence and generate some run. And, and in that second quarter and that five minutes to go, when we were able to do that and get them locked down and get a series of stops, we were able to generate some good tempo. Um, we were hurting them in transition and that wrested the lead away from them. And that's something that we needed to stay with. Um, and I just think at the end of the day, if you're playing catch-up, it's going gonna, it's gonna to tell you at some point in time. And it's probably just towards the end, we had a couple of tired bodies out there. Ellie having another good game after a strong performance last weekend as well. Oh, look, Ellie's definitely on the right track. And, uh, you know, like for a girl who's been out for over a year, um, she's fast-tracking back into it. Um, she's got a good body for this level of game. Um, she's learning all the time. So we're going to try and just keep her out a bit of foul trouble to keep her on the floor at some critical times. Um, but, yeah, certainly she's the one on the rise. And Kate Gay's having a, a great debut up until uh, a tumble there late. Yeah, well, I haven't found out exactly what happened. Um, you know, obviously she's given herself a bit of a tweak there. Hopefully it's not too bad because she leaves on Sunday to go away. But I think she showed a, a great lot of composure when she stepped out on the floor. She looked in control. And, you know, for a girl who's you know, just turned 16, it's, it's a fantastic effort for her. And, and she looked really comfortable out there. The girls yeah, really were just... Uh, able to match the pressure there throughout a lot of the game too, which is a, a reassuring sign and shows that they don't mind playing at the top level of Australian basketball. Oh, look, you know, one thing that we worked on really is, is I think I said a couple of weeks ago, is 40 minutes of competing and 40 minutes of physicality. And, uh, you know, when our, when our effort levels are up, we, we really compete and we're in it. And, uh, you know, we, we can cause a few problems for teams because we, we do have a big team, uh, not just inside. We've got big guards and we've got big, big wing players. So, uh, you know, if we maintain a physical presence, I thought Emma Langford uh, gave us some good spark tonight as well. So uh, it was good for her to get something going. And importantly, uh, off to the United States now with a, a squad that uh, is going to be full of confidence. Oh, look, no doubt about it. Look, um, you know, we, we've got a tough schedule. We're playing eight games in ten days, and uh, we've got six Division One schools. So, uh, you know, I think we need to go there. We need to experience what the USA style of game is before we get to the World Championships, and that's what it's all about. And obviously, we're playing in a senior league here. But the girls that we will play, uh, you know, some of them will be 23, been in college for four years, and, uh, you know, they're their seasoned players. So uh, it'll be a good experience for us. Well, I know it's disappointing for you tonight, but you certainly gave the crowd here that uh, we're cheering on plenty of hope. Oh, look, yeah, it was a good quality game, and I think that's a good thing about the WNBL is that, that people that come to watch it can get very close to it. You know, they're basically on the floor with it, so, uh, you know, it's a good atmosphere, and we're starting to build a bit of following. Obviously, the Caps have a good following, um, but I think it's good for the girls to play in front of that, and, and we want more of that pressure, and, and hopefully we can make some better decisions as we go. Good luck in the States. Thanks very much for that. Well, Graffy, uh, tough game tonight. You've expected it all year from the students, but uh, tonight they really did show you what uh, the young basketballs in Australia have got to look forward to. Yeah, look, I mean, I think it was a game of, you know, we had two better quarters and they had two better quarters. That was the ball game. We had the momentum in the first quarter. They totally blew it out in the second. You know, we, we chipped it back a bit with Tully in the third and then, you know, I think the fourth quarter was ours. So, but, and that's what they're always going to be like. They're, you know, you've got to, once you get momentum on, then you've got to try and keep it and they're not going to lay down. You know, they're, they're working on being better players and, and having a better, you know, having growth and, you know, I think it, it, 
it hurt us, you know, trying to rest Tully. I think that, you know, it clearly showed when we brought her in in the second half that steadied the ship and, and got us back on track. But, you know, we've got to look at the big picture. You know, would you rather have a 20-point blowout? Maybe. Um, have we got the win? Yes. No, but I think they're, they're getting better. Plus, they've adjusted to us. You know, they've played us three times in the last last you know few weeks so um it was always going to be more of a challenge and you know i said before the game look we've got to take care of business they, they're going to play with reckless abandon there's no pressure on them you know they can just come out and play it's not like you know playing perth was probably pressure for them it was a game they thought they could get playing us no one expects them to to necessarily beat us and that means they can play freely and, and i think they did that in the second and third quarter well you said a few girls need to play for their spot peter sinclair did tonight yeah, look, I think Pete came in off, you know, Kylie, um, Kylie Lange being sick, I think that's, that's set her back a little bit, but Pete came in and, you know, a big three-point play, a couple of, couple of big rebounds, I think she did a super job. And, of course, uh, well, once again, your concern is big players getting big numbers of fouls. Yeah, although, I mean, I think they held their own in the first half. It wasn't a disaster until the last quarter, and, and it was an inside game, you know. I mean, I think Tracy Beatty did a super job. That's one of the best offensive performances I've seen her have and made some great catches and great finishes. And, you know, I think the referees called it better tonight. I think they did a, did a super job. It was, it was clean early. You know, the game got more physical, and they made the calls. And I think, you know, we weren't in foul trouble in the first half. I think that was a, a real plus for us. And, you know, like I said, I mean, we've got, we've got a chance to... To move on now, we got we're five and zero, and now we have got the big ones coming. Yeah, towns all next week. Keep it six and zero. It look nice. It would. We're you know we're back to back to ground zero now. It's you know we got five and zero, and now we started again. You know we've got a you know four weeks of tough opponents that are all probably playoff contenders, and that's going to be the real test for us. All the best. Thanks, mate. Well, Peter Sinclair, a big game tonight. Mm-hmm. And I guess the pressure's on with two new girls coming into the team. Yeah. Want to get the opportunities and take the most of them. Yeah, I mean, I've spoken to Graffy about my Hadmeen's visual talk and it went for quite a while and I pretty much told her exactly how I felt and, and she told me where she thought I was at the moment, what I need to work on. So i just got to keep going hard at training every time and try and challenge those girls that are ahead of me. So that's going well, though, so far. I don't know if you know this, but you uh, made it to 50 career points tonight with oh, your first okay. shot. Oh, I didn't know that. No, that's a great achievement, though. But, I mean, it's all about the win here, so I think we need to work on more of the team thing here. But, I mean, that's great to know. Anyway. I think it's third season now with the Capitals. Mm-hmm. How have you seen the program over the different... Yeah, well, it's actually my second season. So I was um, in America for the last two years and hadn't played and things like that. So my first season, I was just sort of trying to get back into basketball and things like that and trying easing in. And, and this year, it's just been all about working hard, getting back into shape and, and just trying to fit in the squad here. So it's going well at the moment. Well, all the best. Thank you very much. Week. Yes, thank you. <laughs> well, Tracy Beattie, congratulations on the win. Uh, 12 first-half points and 17 for the game. You must be impressed with your own performance. Uh, I'm getting there. Um, it's been a bit of a slow start to the season and um, having to step up a massive amount from last season. Um, it's taking a bit of time to adjust. But, yeah, and obviously the fouling thing is still happening, but I'm staying on the court in the last few games. Touch wood. So. You spoke about stepping up. Obviously, Lauren Jackson not in the team this year. That's given you a bigger role to play. That must be something that gives great pleasure for you to get more time on the court and also making an even bigger contribution than what you did last year? Yeah, I mean, Loz, I mean, she's an awesome player and person and um, same with Jenny Whittle and, um, like, I was always going to be second to them and was super happy with that. Um, But now they're not there, I'm just like, oh, wow, number one. (laughs) So I've got some good juniors um, coming on behind me in Abby Bishop and Caitlin Cunningham. So, yeah, if we can teach them a few things, it'll be all good. Now, we spoke about your points, 17 for the game, but your defensive game was terrific tonight. Four first-half blocks, you had at least five for the game. Is that something you've been working on? 
Um, it has been actually because that's had a lot to do with my fouling. Um, I'm blocking before the ball comes out of the hand, right. and uh, that's been a big thing that uh, coach has been working with us on. So yeah, it's been good. Mariana Tola, you and her are having well, you're developing a bit of a rivalry between you two girls. You've both played terrific games against each other in both games that you've played this year. What do you think of her performance? Obviously, she's only a young girl, 17 years of age. How do you find going up against her? Look, I, like I don't play too many people my own size, mm. and uh, I'm sure they haven't had such a, a big body in the Institute since I was there. Mm. Um, and I know Dean as a coach, and I'm sure he's working with her non-stop. And as bigs, we sort of take a little longer to develop. Um, so, if, I mean, wow, she's got the hook shot going left, going right. She can block shots. Like, I don't get blocked by too many people, <laughs> but I think she got two on me tonight. Um, so, yeah, she's a very impressive young big. And, like, I encourage um, bigs in the sport because we lose them so early to boyfriends and other sports and, and things like that. So, uh, if we can encourage big girls to stay in basketball, let's only doing Australia the better for the future. So. Mm. Terrific start to the season, 5-0 and zero. next week against Townsville. That should be a really good game and a bit of a test for the Capitals. It's going to be a huge test for the Capitals. Um, I think we get Jackie in for next week's game, Jackie Styles. Um, so uh, I think she squeezes in one training and a shoot-around. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we'll match up fairly decently with them. Um, they've got a few shooting powerhouses that if we can uh, sort of get a bit of a lockdown on, we should do okay. Tracy, well done on the win and good luck this week against Townsville. Thank you. Here's Craig Ravel with the coach of the AS, Dean Kinsman. That was Tracy Beatty, 17 points tonight, a solid contribution, Simon. Yeah, the, her, her improvement over the last two games has just been phenomenal. And I, uh, it looked early on in that game like the Capitals were trying very hard to get the ball into her, keep that confidence rolling from last the last game where she, uh, of course, had the huge buzzer beater. But um, yeah, a good result, 11 rebounds to go with her, 17 points. Didn't foul out, five block shots. That's a huge effort, a really, really good game for Trace. Jess Bibby, just doing what Jess Bibby does all game, just floating around the keyway there and, and, and knocking down those 15, and 15, 10-foot jump shots. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Capitals will be... Uh, They'll have some soul-searching to do, I think. They, they really snuck away with that one there. What the about some of the other stats? The, um, the, the turnover count for the AIS, 27, looked bad at quarter time. They had 10 at quarter time, so it looked like it could have been a, a big blowout there for them. But they were able to reel that back in. They won the rebounding contest, 44 to 35. Really high numbers of offensive rebounds for both teams, 14 for Canberra, 16 for the AIS. So both teams with some... Uh, some issues with boxing out and, and just keeping players out of their key. But uh, Kayla Francis, what a big night she had for the Institute. 12 rebounds, 18 points, uh, 3 of 6 from the three-point line for a forward. That's pretty good job there. Um, I thought Kate Gaze was, was very exciting. Let's hope that uh, she's only just tweaked that knee and it's nothing severe. Um, Katie Esri was strong again tonight, all of the six turnovers. And not so much the six turnovers, but three of them, she's pretty much thrown the ball straight out of bounds, which mm. isn't good. But uh, Mariana Tolo, again, a bit of a reverse from past yeah. weeks where she's had big first halves and, and then just gone missing in the second half. Sort of had a very quiet first half tonight and then, and then really kicked it in the second. And interesting here, Tracy Beatty's thoughts on Mariana. Has big wraps on her and believes she's going to be a really good player in the future. Absolutely. I mean, she's still very raw. 
um, you know, very inexperienced, especially playing probably against players, you know, the size of Tracy Beattie and, and your Holly Grimers and those sort of players. So, uh, you know, it's all valuable experience. This trip to the States would, for them will be another valuable uh, experience for her. She'll play against some big girls over there. But, um, yeah, a, a great result. Free throws, I'm just looking through the stats again, only 69% for the Capitals. That's not good. They went... They started off very, very well, but went pretty cold there toward the end of the game. Um, 85% from the free throw line for the Institute, which is very good. Um, but uh, 50% from the three-point arc for the Caps, which is a great result. Kel Abrams knocked down some just unconscious, hardly even looking at the ball, just knocked down the three-pointers. She uh, she had another great game. Of course, she was just three rebounds shy of the triple-double triple last week. Uh, Ten points, four rebounds, three assists in um, 36 minutes, but um, yeah, Tully Bevilacqua, you've got to love being able to just uh, pull her off the bench when you start to get in trouble, throw her out there for 15 minutes and have her have the impact, and I mean, she got nine points, that's really the only big stat that shows up on the on the stat sheet, but is just such a menace defensively, completely changes the way a team will play, both offensively and defensively against her, so... It's, um, it would have been interesting if she had not been out there, the result of tonight's game, because I felt that she really swung it when she came onto the court. Yeah, I've got to admit the coach in me would like to have seen that. I would have liked to have seen uh, them just try to dig themselves out of that rough spot that they had and, and not not sort of hit the panic button and get Tully out there. But, um, but you know, at the end of the end of the day, they're here to win, win basketball games. So uh, you do whatever you need to do, and uh, the Capitals did it tonight. Well, Simon Peters, thanks for your contribution tonight. As always, it's been a pleasure sitting alongside you with your insightful knowledge on this WNBL competition. We look forward to your company on sportradio.com.au when the Canberra Capitals take on the Townsville team next... Is it Saturday or Friday? Next Saturday night, next 7.30 Saturday. at Tuggeranong. At Tuggeranong? Uh, at the, Tuggeranong. Yeah, the, it's one of, the, one of the few games the Capitals will be playing out at, the, at their old home ground at Tuggeranong Stadium. They've got uh, two in a row coming up, so, but uh, I'll tell you what, the, the Tuggeranong Stadium has been the home of some classic Capitals versus Townsville games in, in recent years, so uh, I'd expect nothing short of that again next Saturday night. Make sure you tune in for that one on Sport Radio. I'm John Keogh. On behalf of Simon Peters, we'll join you next time.